This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now for your nice ladies and gentlemen out there who don't understand the Italian language, I'd like to do two choruses in British. Why don't you get yourself a nice girl? I get a nice one almost every night, ma. Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you could settle down. That's what I, I mean. settle down almost every night, but then in the morning I'm free. Okay, man, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Now, come on, now, crank this motherfucker up. I called the bank today, made sure all the payments were up to date on the dumpster. So we are allowed to set it on fire without any fear of repossession tonight. Because to my left is the, uh, is the Duke of Delco, the jester of jorts himself, the man, the myth, the legend. He is Ken Cage of Airplane Repo. Ken Cage, everyone, my man. Join us tonight. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Fun to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun tonight, man. I got, I got a huge show planned for you, pal. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're gonna, Ken is here tonight for a very specific reason. Mainly because Joe Corrado couldn't be here tonight. But other than that, is also because for three years, I've been just pestering Ken to take me on a, on a live repo. Now, for those people who don't know Ken Cage, been under a rock for the past several years. Uh, he is the, uh, the star of Airplane Repo. And we're hashtagging bring back Airplane Repo tonight all across the country and all across the world. Because you got fans all over the place, don't you, Ken? Uh, yes, there. You saw yesterday we had people from Germany and Ireland and the UK and Canada. Yeah, we got them from. Yeah, America. which one was the guy I didn't like? Where was he from? Germany, Jersey, Germany. Oh, Germany. Okay, no. Well, whatever. East Jersey. Oh, East Jersey. Exactly, East Jersey. Not New, not New Berlin, New Brunswick. Exactly. So Ken finally caved in and because uh, he, he needed a hand and he said to me, Luigi, I'm ready to take you for a repo. We're going to New England. All right, and we're going to go. We're going to go get us a boat. Not just any boat. We're going to get us a high-priced fishing cruiser, which is what we went to go get. Yep. And, you know, myself, I joke around. A lot of people know me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always playing around, Ken. I'm always goofing. But when we were up there, I was all business. I was all business, except 
for on the ride up there because I had to use the restroom. One time, one time I had to go to the bathroom. And Ken just gives me this whole thing of like, I got one rule. I got it. You know, we only go to the bathroom before we leave and all this other stuff like that. And I'm trying to tell the guy I had worked the night before. He picks me up coming off a 12 hour shift. All right. To go work 17 hours for free with the guy. Seriously, 17 hours. I'm traveling around with him. He's driving. He's making me listen to his music. All right. I had to pretend like I like you, too. For freaking, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I love you too. I'm kidding. I love you too. But the entire time, he's making it seem like I'm the bad guy because I got to go take a leak. And I actually have audio of that right here. I got to take a piss. Relax. Jeez. I got to go take a whiz. Get off my ass. That's exactly that was it. how it went. Exactly. The entire time. And then we stopped at the gas station and it was more like this. He's having a chicken sandwich. Hey, fellas. These are really good. You should try one. That place actually makes a nice sauce. Let me eat this, then I gotta make a phone call, then I'm coming back, all right? All I needed to do, Ken, was just make one pit stop. That's all I wanted was one pit stop. But the most important thing, the most important thing was acquiring the asset, which we did successfully. Successfully. This was no cakewalk. This was no walk in the park here, man. And I'm, we're gonna get into the whole experience, all that stuff. People, uh, Terry, Terry, Showmeyer's checking in. She goes, Ken, what was your scariest repo you have done? And we're going to hold that question, Terry, because we're going to have a little Q&A with Ken later on. So I'm sure people do want to ask those kind of questions. But first and foremost, before we get to the, to the sports and to the, uh, the recap of what happened yesterday, for the people that don't know who Ken is, I, let, I'm going to let Ken explain exactly who he is and what he does. So Ken, tell the fine folks out there that, you know, the kind of, the kind of repossession artist that you are. So before we get started, since she went on a nine-minute tirade about the bathroom. Call the open. Can, can I place this question out to one of our, our video or one of our viewers here at Moonshine Restaurant? Sure. Okay. Now, you know, your friend from the show, Joe Rufino, ruined Amaro Jr., ruined tomorrow forever, ruined whatever. Who the right? fuck is that guy? Yeah, what about him? That's him. So remember, we were going to take his car. We were going to take his car. And he said he did not find the humor in that. Which we did. Well, course. we thought it was going to be funny <laughs> as hell. I mean, we honestly, we thought it was going to be a complete, we would get a complete laugh out of it if, you know, maybe Joe went to go take the kids to practice and no car was there. Uh, it's just the kind of fun stuff that you can do when you got a guy like Ken Cage on your side. <laughs> that would be fun. So, you know what I mean? But he's anti-repo based on that. Discussion. But I'm not. We are going to re- Ken and I are going to repossess every single ex-girlfriend's car I've ever had in my life. Right. We're going to take I'd every like single it. car we have. I'm getting my Ray-Bans back, Ken. I'm getting my freaking <laughs> Ray-Bans back. And I'm on board with that. But my question to Joe is... Go ahead. Joe, Jesus, man. You ever heard the microphone before? My bad. You don't know squat about repo. Is that correct? Uh, that is true. Okay. What is the one rule for repo, man? Um, I think it's very similar to this podcast rule, and that is no bathroom breaks. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. It's a known rule. There's one rule. No potty breaks. But we weren't, but but technically we weren't on the repo yet. As soon as you get in the car, you're on the repo. Did you have a chance to use the facilities before you left? Did I? I went to the bathroom one time in 17 hours. Well, congratulations, Camel Ken. I didn't have a chance to, okay? man. I didn't have a chance to. Repo, man. Free help. What the hell, bro? Seriously, it wasn't free when I have to stop every 10 miles for a bathroom You stopped one time and we needed gas. I didn't get gas. Well, whatever. We're moving on from the piss break. I'm done with it. All right, Joe, 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 Joe will be joining us a little bit later on. Even Joe knows the repo rule. One rule. Danny Thompson was very clear. One rule. Danny Thompson was very clear on the one rule. He told me to bring a Pepsi bottle. I didn't want to pee in your car. I got a little more class than that. I'm just saying, dude, we were going to stop one time. But nonetheless, nonetheless, we had a successful repo and we'll get into that in a minute. So, Ken, like I said, please, please enlighten the people here 
you know, at Moonshine, 1825 East Moimenton Avenue, where we light this dumpster fire every single Tuesday night for Funkin' Fantasy. Uh, I got taken away from that a little bit before because I was a little pissed talking about pissing before the show started. Um, but this is where we do it live. Ken, now you, you're no stranger to this place. You've oh, been here several here. times. Love it here. The food's fantastic. You're going to order get the menu in front of you. They redid the whole menu. Uh, we got a lot of fun things coming up this month, including, including, I'll, I'll play the sport. I'll give, I'll give the, uh, where the hell is my breaking news sound around anyway? Someone always moves my, uh, moves my soundboard. That we will be doing a show live from inside a dumpster, outside of moonshine by the end of the summer. I will have a dumpster dropped live here. We won't be setting it on fire until, you know, we're, we're clear from it. But we're going to have a dumpster. No, we're going to have a dumpster. We will be in the dumpster doing the show from the dumpster with, the, with the, the, the doors open in the front so you see the silhouettes of the head. And you will be able to, have the, you will be able to purchase the dumpster dive special at Moonshine. But it's a secret. But just, I just want to tell you, get your tickets in advance. Just get your tickets in advance for this, all right? I got you. All right, so Ken, now please. Tell us who the hell you are and what it is you do. All right, so I'm Ken, and I'm from Delaware County, Delco, just outside of Philly. Um, I have repossessed since 2006. I've repossessed 2,600-plus boats, airplanes, RVs, high-end stuff. Um, and I've, I've been on a television show called Airplane Repo, done 30 episodes of that show on Discovery Channel. Um, and as you can see and you saw yesterday, Absolutely. we have literally thousands and thousands of fans that are dying to bring the show back. So. Um, you know, we, they started a hashtag and now I use it, which is the hashtag bring back airplane repo. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. I, I sneak around in yards and marinas, airports and steal boats and airplanes. But again, you know, Ken's not coming for the, you know, the 2011 Corolla. No. Okay. This is, you know, we're talking six figures plus, uh, is what he's coming to get. And yesterday, so this is what happens yesterday. So Ken picks me up. And uh, we head up to the New England area and we're near a short town over there. I'm not going to mention the name of the short town because, again, this is all confidential yep. for the most part. Absolutely. And we get up there. Now, I told Ken before, you know, I have I have a I, I, I run security. That is my that is my background. Yep. So I am very alert. Ken really have to tell me that, those things. Ken, it was I, I wasn't nervous about anything. You didn't have to teach me any of that stuff. Nope. I, my eyes were peeled. Yep. Uh, attention, attention to detail fully. We went up there. We scoped the place out. We got lucky. Because the boat was there and wasn't the and Ken was telling me the importance of stuff like, you know, if it's in the marina, could we get it? Yeah, but it's a lot more difficult because a lot of people snooping around the marina, a lot of this other stuff. Where we were at, it was a little more secluded. The person had the boat there. We were able to, to do some reconnaissance on the boat. We went back. We had to acquire a captain, though, because right. Ken legally, uh, well, for insurance reasons, right. cannot commandeer the boat himself and drive. I mean, he can. Ken is perfectly capable of steering a boat uh, and sailing one. But for insurance purposes, Ken can't do that. So we had a sub, we had a subcontract out to a, 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 a captain who was a character within himself. He was a walking, that's what she said joke. That's he, seriously what he was, he man. He absolutely was. He had the Bahama shirt on. Uh, and this guy was, um, he was a little full of himself. He was a little full of himself. He, he, he definitely was, was. You know, but you can't be full of yourself when you're talking about, you know, you're on plenty of fish. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. You know, he goes, I signed up for this new dating site. It's called Plenty of Fish. Have you heard of it? Yeah. About 10 years ago when it first came out. The only thing that's left there now is like carp and mackerel. <laughs> that's all that's left. Now, all the good fish are gone, Captain. But nonetheless, we get them on there. And um, we, get, we, get, we, we had to get some... Uh, some ma- I didn't, now, I didn't know this. I didn't know that you can get master keys for a boat. 
And if you know the equipment, you can take a boat. Now, again, someone asked me yesterday, they said, you know, why, if you're able to do this, uh, this was, you know, Miss Robin asked me, uh, you know, Miss Robin Austin of Tony Bruno show. Uh, she asked, why wouldn't people steal the boats more? And again, it's not like you're stealing a car or you're on the land. Right. You might take the boat and realize, you know, a few inches out in the water that this thing isn't exactly seaworthy and you're going down with the ship. That's exactly what. So that's why they don't do that. So we get up, we get we get the keys, we get the captain, we go back. And I was telling people that the one thing that I was trying to do is when we were looking at this person's house, he had a view from the back. And I was trying to take a mental picture of what was going on. And he had these, these, these big bay windows where you could see inside the house. Now, Ken's very, you know, again, no going into the home, no anything, because there was no keys. I even mentioned, I said, Ken, should we snoop around? He's like, no, we do not enter property. I said, okay. So I'm looking at the windows, and I notice, um, I notice a barbecue grill out there that still has the cover on it. I notice, the, um, I notice in the windowsill, I see a, a blue cup and a yellow cup with a trash can next to it. So I said to myself, I said, okay, these items are standstill items. When we come back, if anything moved, the situation has completely changed now. Absolutely. See, these, these are the things that I was paying, trying to pay attention to to be able to bring the, to Ken's attention just in case maybe he didn't. Now, I'm sure he understood what was going on. He's, he's taking mental pictures himself, and he, you know, this isn't exactly his first rodeo, as, a, you know, as he's mentioned. He's, he basically wrote a book, Billion Dollar Repo Man, which you can go purchase today. Uh, you, don't, you don't acquire, uh, you know, over a billion dollars worth of assets without knowing what the hell you're doing and paying attention to detail. So anyway, I'm, I'm doing all this, and there, I was never nervous at any, at any part of this whole thing except for the very last moment when my back was turned. Because the other rule is, again, the, Ken's number one rule is no bathroom breaks, as everyone knows that, right? And we all remember rule number one, right? No bathroom breaks. But the other cardinal rule is what Danny Thompson told me was, is that eyes always on the asset. You don't take your eyes off of it, okay? So while we're looking at this thing, we're, getting, we're, we're going to the boat, and we're getting ready to take the boat. I'm, like I said, I'm fine the entire times, no nerves, no nothing. But... Once my back was turned and I'm untying the boat, that one moment of, oh my, like, I can't see that. I can't see the home anymore. I don't know what's coming behind me. And this thing's about to go. Is this the moment where everything just goes wrong? Is this the moment where I don't hear it? I just, I, I don't see it coming, but I hear the gunshot coming from behind my head. I hear that. What the hell are you doing? And all I keep thinking is because Ken's car is now parked, is parked in the driveway portion of this, of this area. Ken is on the boat with the captain. I'm pushing them off. All that's going through my mind is I got to get between, I got to keep him off the boat and I got to get myself back to Ken's car and get the hell out of there. So as we're doing, I mean, it happens like a blink of an eye. As we're coming up, Ken is, you know, starting to do the Facebook live video and he's filming. I got the car turned. Like I, I, it's not, it's, it's, it's on an angle, but it's not completely like, so I can basically just make the quick left-hand turn and get out of the driveway, but it's not, you know, it's not perfectly straight as Ken's starting the Facebook live video, basically, you know, saying his catchphrase, which is Yahtzee, you know, we, we got the asset or whatever it is. All of a sudden, guess who shows up? The boat owner, the boat owner comes up with the, with the car comes yep. behind me. Yep. Now he turned his car on an angle. If he would have came straight, I can't get the car out. I'm in the, I'm at the car. The car is open. You'll see on the video, you'll hear me screaming, Ken, someone's here. Basically the car turns, he gets out of the car. I hop back in my car. I punch the gas on his car. Thank you for at least getting the V6 and not getting the little bitch four cylinder. I appreciate that because if not, we wouldn't have made it out of there. And I skeeted right past little John reference for all you skeet fans out there, skeeted right past that guy's car. And we got the hell out of there. 
my worst nightmare almost came true. Right. Now, see, here's a couple things that, from my perspective, first of all, you standing there didn't really set him off a whole lot because that's not you – know, he saw you there, but he probably – Right. But then when he heard me, you know, you saying something to me, then me yelling. Yeah, get out of there. Go, go, go. he started going to the yard like, what the hell is going on? Yep. Then he saw the boat, so he ran to the top of the dock, which was fortunate. And you're right. Luckily, because if he had blocked you in with the car, he left the car. So you would have had to bang the car. Exactly. To spin it and get it out of there. Luckily, he pulled in the drive enough that, uh, you know, that, that it gave you a way out to skeet out. That's all I kept thinking. That's all I know. That's all I kept thinking was. This is too easy. This is too easy. This is too easy. And we had so much time during the day. That's the one thing, too. Like, it's, again, Ken was great with this because he took me through the entire process. He took me through the, uh, you know, we're doing the recon work on this. And then we have to go and we have to, we have to, we have to report to police and things like that. And, um, you know, we're looking around for a captain. I was helping with that. I was doing some outside-the-box yep. thinking, trying to, like, I was going through Craigslist, trying to find a captain, try, walking through the marina, trying to wheel and deal as Ken was making phone calls on the other side. Um, the one, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ken. Does, does everybody know that boat captains are found under therapeutic assistance under Craigslist? Or what, what did you say it was? Where the Massage therapist. Oh, that's massage it. Massage therapist. Oh. But I was looking for myself, too, because we were going to be a while. Yeah. Oh, we're waiting for the captain. I might as well get my, you know, get my, get my boat tugged. You know what I'm saying? I, just, I gotta be, you know, hey. So that's all going on, right? And I want people, people are checking in on Facebook Live video now, and I want people to call in at 619-924-9874, 619-924-9874, to show a little love to Ken or ask some questions or basically just put me down. That's fine. You can do that. The, um, again, we got some sports stuff to get into, but what I was saying about this, too, is that when, when you're doing this kind of work, you, you almost have to be like an adrenaline junkie to do this. This is what I would, I, I would think of because, again, like everything's fine. You know, you go up to a house, no one's home, nice boat, everything works. Like I said, you're not repossessing some piece of crap that you don't, you don't know if it's going to work or not. Everything's on the up and up. But then all of a sudden, things get really hairy really quick. And that's when the heart rate gets jacked. You know what I mean? That's oh. when you're getting nuts because I don't know what this guy's capable of. I don't know. All I know is I, I, I got a little tidbit of his name. I got where he lived. I got where he worked. I don't know what he does. I don't know how, how big he is. I don't know if he's carrying a weapon. I don't know what's going on. All I know is, is that I need to get the hell away from him as fast as possible and keep him from getting to Ken. All right. Now, don't forget, we did have a discussion because Danny was working from North Carolina doing the investigations. Yes. This was, this was critical information that we got because, and Ken's going to um, articulate on this, uh, just on this point in a second, is that we had an idea of who the person was, but we really didn't know who he was and what he was capable of. And right. what he did. And this is the information that Danny gave us uh, from, from his place. And Danny was in the Carolinas, I believe, yep. at the time, right? Yep, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, and, and Danny, as a lot of people know, is, was a bounty hunter. And, yeah. Uh, apprehended 3,500-plus fugitives. Danny's a great investigator. So, but through his work in the legal side, has made a lot of contacts that I am not allowed to know. Because if I know them, obviously the information doesn't come as quickly. Correct. They have a certain trust with Danny. Yep. So I called Danny, thinking it's going to be nice and casual. Uh, what's up, Danny? What'd you find out? And he's like, it ain't good. Yeah, this is what he said. He says, it ain't good. Now, this is my first ever repo. Civilian here, guys. Civilian, all right? Yep. Civilian. And now, Ken, I want you to tell me, what came through that phone call? What did Danny tell you this guy was into? Right. This guy, as far as he, his contact 
knew was into human trafficking. So he was a, a, a bad dude. Um, and you know, I had known there was some minor, smaller weapons charges, which yeah, things he, he just failed to omit to me. You know, it's just minor little details, tiny little things that maybe I would like to know before getting into a car, getting ready to go take a boat from someone who may not want to release that boat because he needs it to take people back and forth that he stole. I, I'm just saying I would have liked to know those details. But anyway, I digress. Go ahead, Ken. In all honesty, I didn't know all the details either until we I got sure. up there. So, you know, that, that was going through my head. The, the worst part for me was when the boat's going away, I've got to protect the captain, so we've got to go. Yes. I, I've also got you on land. so like I'm With your car, right. which is the only thing you're really worried about. Well, if I have to admit it, yeah. But anyway... It's a brand new challenger. It's beautiful. I love the thing. Anyway, I digress. So I have you on land, but I can't help you, even Correct. though I, I want to. And I've got the captain who I've got to protect because he's doing his what she said things as he's driving away the boat. Right. He forgot the kill switch. He's Periscope and he's he's texting his friends. He's doing Snapchat. This, oh. this guy was a freaking maniac. Right. Well, he, yeah, he's doing all this stuff and he doesn't even realize he's a hundred ton captain, which you know boat people know that's a a, a lot of experience. Never flipped the kill switch. Yeah, that was the best. I'm sitting like, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to be rude and tell the guy what's going on. He's, you know, he's waving around. I've been honored ton captain. I've, you know, I've sailed 3,000 vessels. I know the seas out of the back of my hands. And he's trying to start the thing. I'm looking at Ken. Ken's looking at me. He's like, kill switch? <laughs> like, is that why it's not starting? I didn't want to, to say up? anything. I'm like, does that need to be up? You know, uh, that, which is basically what she said. And then all of a sudden, the boat starts. Now, people are checking in, and uh, uh, Moon and Sun on, uh, on Twitter is saying, uh, never called into a podcast, are they in a queue on something? Now, normally I have a call screener, but my call screener, is power went out. All my call screeners have is one job, answer the phone. None of them could do this job. So just like, uh, what you call it, basically, just like Stevie Wonder at the airport here, Ken, we're flying blind, all right? So we're taking phone calls blind. I'm going to be bringing everyone up soon. Now, we're, we got some libations. Are you going to order some food, Ken? I am going to order. Because Rich is over here. Rich from Moonshine, the proprietor here, is here. He's making sure to keep the tab low and the beer flow. All right? That's, that's what he does. He keeps an eye on this show very, very closely. All right? Now, you know, you introduced me to Moonshine back three years ago. Yes, with Tony Bruno. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've told you this on the side, so this isn't any BS because Rich is here and he's a fellow Delco guy and we've got this kinship. Moonshine is my favorite restaurant in the city. It's the, it's the, it's the jewel of South Philly, dude. It really is. I man. would, I mean, if, and my wife's the same way. Like, we could go anywhere in the city. We're coming here. I'm moving. I'm moving from Northeast to South Philadelphia. I'm not going to break the news yet, but I might be moving to the Pennsport area just to be closer to Moonshine. Keep my eye on this place for you, Rich. I'd move in upstairs if Sam ever left. You know what I mean? You make a little money off me here. The truth is, Rich's bills, will, that'll stay the same. He'll get the same income. Uber's going to be dead. Yeah, Uber's going to be dead. Uber that's, will that's, die. It's going to kill Uber. Um, Yes, I mean, that's the thing. You know, we've got him, the captain, no kill switch. He's on yep. the phone with a mechanic. Oh, we've got these two keys. I, this boat won't start. What am I missing? I'm like, yeah, that's on off. Why yeah, exactly. Why don't you flip that up, right? And then, oh, never mind. I, I'm good. Then he wants to stop in the middle of the repo to go to the bathroom. I've had enough people try and go to the Does he not know rule number one, Rich? Thank you. I mean, Ray, I'm sorry, Rick. Ken, does he not know rule number one? I could have told him that. You should have told him that. Yeah, as I'm peeling off, rule one, Captain. Yeah, and he's telling me how many repos he's done. I, exactly. He should, know, he should know the protocol. He should know rule one. I'm, I, get, I get a mulligan on this. We're in a neighborhood. I'm like, where the hell does he think he's going to the bathroom? The best, the best is he, we get off the dock, right? Well, he's, he's, uh, he's backing it in, right? He's backing the boat into the, uh, to the slip, right? And we're all the way to the back of the marina. And he comes backing up, 
And as soon as he gets off, man, he was pissed. He's like, he's like, here, hand me that rope. He's like, I'll just hold it a little longer. I'm like, dude, just go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's okay now. We're here. Just, just stop the engines, kill the engines, go to the bathroom. I'm freaking outraged. But it was, but I, listen, By Ken. Way, you dismissed it. That's what she said. I, it's, I don't, don't worry, man. It'll be plenty during this podcast. Jeez. Now, I, again, I wanted to say thank you so much for doing this. And this it was, it was, again, for people to think that this is like a five, 10 minute little job here. No, this is an all day affair. I mean, this was 15 hours of work. Now, it should have been about 12. However, we had a stop on the way home for Ken's lovely wife, Karen, to pick up pizza. Now, I, Ken didn't even feed me. I had to buy my own pizza. You didn't have to. No, I had to, Ken, because right. as soon as I went up to the counter to pay for the pizza, it was alligator arms. I Seriously. Sure. I am the Ricky Waters of pay. Seriously. It was ridiculous. I go up to the counter. I'm like, I'll just take one slice and this caffeine-free Diet Coke so I can go to sleep because I've been up for 22 hours. And uh, I look back at Ken, and Ken's like, La, 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 on his phone. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of it. It's fine. Here's the six bucks. But we had to go buy pizza for his wife because it's the best pizza in the world. And let me tell you, it's not, the, not that freaking great. You All didn't right. get the good stuff. I didn't get the good stuff. Let me tell you what Ken ordered. Ken ordered a plane, and then he ordered a barbecue I – mean, I'm sorry, a buffalo chicken pizza for my boys. <laughs> buffalo chicken is a sandwich. It's a dip. Can't be on the pizza, though, man. It's a, come on, man. I'm a purist when it comes. I don't listen. I don't argue much, as people know on this podcast. Uh, maybe, all, right, so, all right, so maybe I just the truth a little bit there. I argue a little bit. I argue a little bit. But barbecue chicken, I mean, a buffalo chicken just it shouldn't be on a pizza. I'm a purist when it comes to a pizza. But the pizza wasn't even that good. Did, now, did your wife enjoy the pizza? Love she loved the, the pizza. pizza. Good. Well, I'm glad that she loved it because that little escapade took three hours of sleep away from me when I was already tired. So, so I just want to say thank you. Your wife is selfish. and A two-mile drive off the turnpike caused you three hours lost of sleep. We had to wait for the pizza, and, you know, you got <laughs> to elaborate on the story a little bit. 619-924-9874. 619-924-9874. Phone lines are lighting up. I'm going to get to those calls in just a second. But I just want to touch on the things that we're going to, you know, we're going to be talking about tonight's can show. We, can we talk about your pay real quick? I'm getting paid? Oh, no, not money. Oh, okay. What do you got for me? You would just spend that on Great cash, homie. <laughs> I pay my tab here at Moonshine. You would, you would Rich would love for you to pay me money right now. On women and alcohol. So this is worth a lot. What do you got for me? What is this? First of all, a team take it. You are part of the team. I'm now. part of the team. So you get a coffee mug and a What's team a- take a t-shirt. Oh, beautiful, man. So you're part of, the, of our team. Check you that out, brother. are now part of the team with me and Danny and some of the other guys. Are, and, oh, that's awesome, And man. Captain, what she said. That's, that, that's awesome. So now I can go on another one now. Absolutely. Yes. I think I proved my medal. You just can't wear those daggum neon blue sneakers. Right. Can I wear this shirt that says Team Take It so I'm advertising what's going on there? Absolutely. Drink it out of, my, out of my cup. Okay. It's all about product placement. All right. You know what I mean? It's all about advertising these days. The back has the website, yeah. too. So As Mel perfect. Brooks taught us long ago in Spaceballs, merchandising. It's all about merchandising. All right? This is a pretty – no, I appreciate this, though, Ken. I'm moving, so that's one more thing i got to pack. I, thank you, man. I, I would have actually took in cash instead. That's a that's tequila awesome. glass. So you can Thank you very much. It is National Tequila Day, or as we like to call it, National White Girl Wasted Day here in Philadelphia and all over the country. And the sad thing is, is that people that drink tequila don't even know what good tequila is. So take your Cuervo and shove it. That's the truth, man. It's the truth. What happened to the air conditioner? It just went off. We got to set on automatic? The dumpster fire extinguished the air conditioner, man. That's what it was. So, t- so today in sports, in the sports world, and over here in Philadelphia, um, we're going to get to the Phillies in a minute. But uh, so we got Kevin Love signs a four-year extension with the, with the uh, for 120 million dollars with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Look, this is nothing more than the Cleveland Cavaliers saying we're not going to tank. 
And Kevin Love played 58 or 59 games last year. He got was concussed for the better part of the, uh, the end of the season. And what's amazing is if you looked at Kevin Love, the guy literally turned gray. In like a, did you see that? Have you noticed how gray he got over the last like better part, like the, the last uh, quarter of the, of the season? It was amazing. He's getting, he was getting literally watching him age before our eyes. But Kevin Love is there, and you know LeBron is gone, obviously. Corver's going to be gone soon. The, the, the fact that they signed Kevin Love to the extension, and now he's going to be there for – it's five years now. You get a good deal on Kevin Love. You're, 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 paying a, you're a little bit overpaying for him, but it's because of the fact that these people there, the, you know, the, the fans, you know, they bought these season tickets. You know, they bought season tickets into this season based on the fact they thought LeBron was going to be there because he had the player option. He had the opportunity to opt in. Anyone who knows anything about basketball knew who's going to opt the hell out because there's no reason he's going to stay in Cleveland after, you know, the writing's on the wall. He's not going to beat the Golden State Warriors with the team that's there, and they have no flexibility to do anything to bring anyone else in. So LeBron, skedaddle, he's at her. He was going to L.A. Kevin Love stays. Now, can they put a team around him in the East? Sure, of course. Cleveland's not exactly decimated. They have some players. Will they bring in a few role-playing free agents. There's still plenty of quality names out there. Maybe they make a trade. Maybe they make a deal for someone. That's possible. Is Cleveland completely cooked? Yes, they are. They are. I could see Kevin Love being moved, actually, in probably in about a year or two. All right? Now, right, exactly. Fred, Fred Place checks in. They need to do something to please the season ticket holders. They did. They absolutely did. This was them saying, okay, we're not going to tank. Here's Kevin Love. He's coming back. He's still an all-star player when healthy. He's a 20 and 10 guy when he's healthy. Absolutely. I mean, Kevin Love's a great player. But again, Cleveland's not going anywhere. All right. The East, to me, it's, it's the Boston Celtics to, to lose. I'm a Philadelphia Sixers fan. Everyone knows that. Okay. Um, I never really trusted the process. I understood the process. Uh, I, I also understand the fact that LeBron was never going to come here. I also understand the fact that this window that we have here with Simmons and Embiid is closing more than it's opening you know these you know these rookie deals are starting to run out on these guys we're going to start losing control of these guys and if we don't start putting a talent around them to, to do something soon you know they you know you, you might look at a guy like Simmons or MB to maybe think eh, maybe Philly's not the spot for me right okay but I do think you know again the team is as constructed have more of a chance to to contend this year um as they did the previous year you lose Bellinelli you bring Reddick back I still think you need a little bit more scoring. We'll see what happens. The East, you know, Toronto, subtract DeMar DeRozan, add Kawhi Leonard, which is the best. I don't care what anyone says. I haven't had a chance to give my two cents about this because we were all fair when this happened, the trade happened. I don't want to hear anyone complain that they didn't get Kawhi Leonard. The San Antonio Spurs got the best deal they could get for Kawhi Leonard. You, you took out Kawhi Leonard, who's a superstar, okay? Top five player in the league. Arguably... 1A, 1 and 1A, best two-way player in the league, defensively and offensively speaking, for people who don't understand what the NBA is. Now, you trade him away to Toronto. In return, you get a top 25 player in DeMar DeRozan under control for three years. You get a stretch five in Joe Paletti, okay, who didn't really get a chance to play too much. You didn't seem too well because they had Joe Valanciunas over there. And, and you get a draft pick. Now, again, the draft pick is... You know, it's 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 um, top 20 protected. Yeah, it's top 20 protected. But the Spurs, it, it doesn't really matter. The picks not to really matter. What, what matters is, is that the Spurs aren't going to lay down and die now because of the fact that they were able to bring in a superstar like DeMar DeRozan, who can score. 
is he Kawhi Leonard? No, he's a Kawhi Leonard-ish. He can put the ball in a hole. He's a lot more up. He's, he's very offensively gifted. Right. He can play defense. No, obviously nowhere near the caliber of Kawhi Leonard. But for the Toronto Raptors, it's, it's, whoever acquired Kawhi Leonard, it was all about can we entice him to stay? You can't because he flat out told everyone, I'm not staying. I'm leaving. No matter what happens this year, I'm going to L.A. I'm going to be a Laker. I'm going to go play with LeBron. I'm going home to Los Angeles. Whatever Toronto thinks up there in Canada that they can do, maybe with the, you know, a little poutine action, you know, maybe some of the, uh, you know, the, the, the French-Canadian agriculture that's there can entice them to stay. Toronto's a lovely city. It really is. I've oh, been up there. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, one of my favorite restaurants in the world is up there called Turf. It's a five-star restaurant that's actually a turf club. Nice. It's fantastic, dude. Nice. It's, it's freaking fantastic. Um, so Toronto is a lovely city. But again, it's not enough to keep anyone there. It's not really a basketball town. For me, it doesn't make them any better. I think it's a lateral move for Toronto at best. Now, people are already on Facebook Live, and they're checking. They're hashtagging bring back airplane repo. My boy Joe Rafino is checking out some of the, uh, the Twitter feed stuff, and that's at Funk and Fantasy, and you're hashtagging the show, hashtag Funk and Fantasy, if you want to ask a question. And you could also do so by calling in 619-924-9874. So that was Kevin Love. And I'm going to take a phone call now, and then we're going to get a little bit more of this football stuff. All right? Let's do it. All right, so we're going to go to the phones. And, uh, again, I have no call screener, so we're flying by in the night. I'm just going to read off the, uh, the area code in the first three digits. I'm going to pull them up, Ken. Now, this is probably some of your fans here, so I'm sure you're, uh, you're chomping at the bit to talk to them. They don't want to talk to me. They want to talk to you. So 615-653. 615-653. Live. Can you? Hello? Hello. Ah, oh, this is Moon Sun Pudding. First time call, long time fan. Now, who's this? We're not gonna we're not gonna take up too much of your time because I have to go to the bathroom. Um, I'm gonna break rule number one. There was. This your wife, Ken. Everybody knows. This is um Moon and Sun Pudding. Um, we know Ken from the TV, but he only knows us via Twitter. Okay. My name is Stephanie, and my I'm other Corey. half is Corey. Hey, guys. I'm how are you? I'm glad you <laughs> We're just calling to say hi to Ken, and we also wanted to know if he ever does any repos in uh, the Pacific Northwest, since we are in Washington. Yep. Yep. I've been to Spokane several times. Um, I've been to Seattle a few times. So I've been up there, uh, probably done about eight or ten repos in Washington state. Um, and I have some very good friends up there too. So it's beautiful country up in Seattle. Now, are you, are you, no, I've never been to Seattle. Now are you guys all up to date sun and moon? You guys are all current on your, you know, on your payments and everything like that. You guys are good. I own my vehicle. Oh yeah. I own my car too. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. (laughs) Guy here has his car to pay for too, but that didn't stop us from trying to steal it. We will get that car. Yeah, oh, we, we will. We will get that car. So, so now, now, how did you guys? Uh, how did you guys get into airplane repo? How did you find Ken to begin with? Uh, TV show it is. Um, well, I actually watched it a couple of years ago with my late husband. We were pretty into it, and it just so happened it was on by chance a couple of uh, weeks ago. And I got back into it and uh, dragged Corey into it with me. And then we okay. found Ken on Twitter and have been talking to him and bringing back airplane repo. Nice. They, they, show, they show the marathons of this stuff constantly, Ken. Yep. Constantly. And you know what I heard, though? 
I also heard the fact that you don't get dime one residual from any of these repo from any of these repo. No. Uh, repo. You need a better agent. That's what it is, man. You need to let me handle this stuff. Do I? Yes, of course. I need PR help. Well, I'm Italian. Yeah. You don't get it. So, so never mind. So anyway, so so you guys found that you guys found the reruns and you're watching it now. You got you guys want to bring the show back. So you've been hashtagging Absolutely. away. You've been talking to Ken, and Ken is one of the most personable people on social media. That's you know that's that's in the limelight here. He talks to all his fans. Uh, he answers questions. He, he's constantly doing Facebook live videos. And, and I, Andrew Harmon is saying, bring back Luigi Curto. That's right. See now, if you get back on the, on TV, you got to bring me back, Ken. Hold on. Let's get back to Moon and No, 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 no. It's my show. We're gonna talk it now. It's my rules now. Rule number one. I'm the driver. Gotcha. You sit in the side seat like a little chick and relax. All right? That's not yeah. how it works in this house. Mm. Oh. <laughs> really? Rule number one is I'm in charge. I'm running this. Stephanie <laughs> said we're in. I got gotcha. yes, you. Right. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. Corey knows. Corey knows that's how it works. All right. Well, listen, Ken, just, just because, you know, again, we're not on the road now. We're here. We're in my domain. I hear you. All right. I appreciate the coffee cup and the T-shirt that's probably going to shrink in the freaking dryer. But listen, it's my show. All right. So let me talk about me a little bit. All right. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. Man. I'm good. Toby. Right. I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sun and moon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, uh, now, now, again, you guys live out in the Pacific Northwest. Now, do you ever, have you ever made it out to the East Coast? You ever made it out to, to this part of the country? Yeah, I'm actually from Pennsylvania. Oh, whereabouts? Um, up by Wellsboro. Where the heck is Wellsboro? It, it's near Williamsport. Oh, okay. Near Williams, near what college? You know, the the Little League World Series and all that stuff. Like that's a lovely little town. That's yeah. pretty awesome. You have the good fortune of being stationed here at JBLM, though. Well, that's good. Yeah, I got to meet the leader of the household. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, we appreciate you guys checking in. And, uh, you know, keep hashtagging away. And, uh, you know, Ken uh, appreciates the support, and I appreciate you guys calling in. Thanks for talking Thank to you. us. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for checking in. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, Ken, you got some people all over the place, man. Top, we, we, we went to that. We went to see now. It's like, it's like Mitch Hedberg said one time, famous comedian. He goes, he's like, I'm going like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get a map, and I'm going to hang a map of every single place I've ever traveled to. But first, got to travel to the top two corners of the map. So it won't fall down. <laughs> <laughs> so we've already traveled to the top left. So now let's see if we go to the right. So again, I don't know who this is. 919-619. 919-619. You're on the air with Luigi and Ken. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're live, sir. Is Ken there? He's here. He's um, on my left. I'm who, right here. Who are we speaking to? This is uh, Chris. Hey, Chris. How are you? Where about you calling from, Chris? In uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, I'm a huge close. airplane repo fan. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I knew the 919 was down at Raleigh area. Or oh, we're almost there. So we can hold the map up now. We can. Okay. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Chris, I pulled, because you're on the Facebook, uh, Tony Bruno Facebook site, and you made a comment. So I pulled up your... Yes, uh, sir. Face. Are you an Eagles fan, too? Oh, diehard. Diehard Eagle fan. All right, all right. So he's he, okay. Right, well, I'm not going to get in the door. I'm not going to get in the door. I'm from New York. I lived here for about 15 years in North Carolina, and not that's not going to change me being an Eagles fan. Good, go. good Should for be. you, man. Good Should for be. you. Now, actually, I'm 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 trying to get out to North Carolina. I want to go to the Outer Banks, man. I hear it's beautiful. The Outer Banks. 
it's it's gorgeous, man. It's the best place to uh, ever go if you want to go to a beach. He's right. It's I'm, I'm thinking. Of it. Jason Nemiroff says, "I'd like to see Ken repo this damn show." <laughs> he's doing that right now. Oh, yeah. he's doing. And I actually was uh, working for a month there where uh, Danny lives. I was in Matthews all month in a hotel room, and I was hoping to bump into him, but I never did. Yeah, you don't want to bump into him. You you want to try and miss him. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's a big guy. I don't want to mess with him. <laughs> Uh, he's a he's a great guy though. He's I mean I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, he's huge and yeah he, you know if he's doing his job he will take care of business in a huge way. Uh, but oh, oh yeah, man, he's a guy in the world. Yeah, I've 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 talked I'm, on the phone obviously, but I've never had the the pleasure of meeting him yet. But now that I'm part of the team, you are part of Team Take It, baby. I will I will I will have the opportunity to meet Danny and uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be trained under under his tutelage in Ken's wing basically. Pardon all the puns there. Jeez, you got them but all, I'm baby. a huge fan, Ken, and I, I respect both of what you do, and, and I'm trying my hardest to get a, a book from you autographed. And it's, it's hard. You, you live out, like, what, South Philly? Uh, yeah, I'm right outside and I'm in of North Philly. Carolina. I just want to know how I can get a book autographed from you. So are well, you... I, well, hold on. I can send him mine. Stop with that. I'll sell it to you cheap. You got it for free. Exactly. It's gonna be, I'm, I'll get this thing priced to move, man. I, I should have got one free from I should have got one free from Ken because he made um a statement I think it was about a month or so ago about uh, a kid in a school that was a basketball player and I made all these comments and he said if he got above like a certain amount he would give like ten player or ten people a free book. I, I remember ten and I guess I lost number. out. No, we didn't get the number. You didn't get the number. We were we were below the number. Oh, okay. But Chris. Uh, are you following Ken Cage Airplane Repo on Facebook? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, message me there. I'll get you one. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Ken's just giving, he's just giving them away. Giving away free books. That's just the one. No, I don't want a free book. I mean, I'd love to make a donation as much as I can. I mean, I, I don't make a lot, but I'm a huge fan. I'd love to have your book, and I'd love to read it. Okay. Can you donate to me instead of Ken? Because Ken's got plenty of money, and I need it. Is that okay? Is that fine? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, I'm a huge fan of Ken. You're you're still I, a greenhorn. I am a I am a greenhorn, but again, I do this you're, as a you're hobby. right behind the ears. You take too many piss breaks in rule number one. We don't I stop for bathroom one, breaks. I took one I took one piss break, man. Hey Chris. I thought you said yesterday on the live feed you stopped like two or three times. That's ah, right. it's all theatrics, man. We just I took one break. Was, and he had to stop for gas. And I bought, I bought him a protein bar because he was malnutrition. He was hungry. He needed I thought he bought cinnamon sticks because you threw them on the windshield. Bought one, he bought that a, was a Dunkin' Donuts. He, yeah. He stopped you, multiple times. Ken, Thank you, Chris. No, you stopped at Dunkin' Donuts for coffee and a cinnamon stick. Chris, I rest my case based on your evidence. Thank you. you your evidence? Yes, sir. He brought the evidence, and I supplied the case. Chris, message me. Based on that alone, I will send you a book. Yeah, I hope the book never gets there, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I'll hit you up on your page. Yeah, please do. Message me and I'll get it to you. Hey, Chris, thanks for checking in, man. Appreciate it, pal. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to me very much. Thank you. Take Bye. care, buddy. Have a good night. So that's Chris checking in from, uh, from North Carolina. Now, now, the people that are on your Facebook Live, right, are they – now, did you send them over to the Tony Bruno Show page? Did you I share sure the did. page? I sure did. I remember, sharing is caring, and we want to hear from you people, all right? Now the phone lines are now we're back to wide open. All right, well then, hey, who is you people? All right, let's get some what people. What do you mean? Come on, man. So, other goings on today in the uh, 
in the NFL, right? This is basically now, this is the part of the season where it's, it's holdout season, where all the NFL players, all the stars like to hold out, okay? And uh, guys like Todd Gurley, all right, so today he signs four-year extension with the Rams. That's your team now. I Ken, love Ken's a big Rams guy. Team. Four-year extension, $60 million, $45 million of it guaranteed. With these, he's got two years left on his original deal right now, all right? But this will keep him in L.A. for the next six years. That's if the Rams stay in L.A. for the next six years. And uh, meanwhile, Aaron Donald's sitting around going, uh, uh, yo, guys, uh, anyone want to pay me? I'm kind of like the best defensive player in football right now, but no one's paying me. Ken's ordering food right now, which is so professional during the middle of the podcast. So I can't take a pee break, but you can take an order of food break. All right. So now, again, they don't, they don't pay Aaron Donald, but they do pay Todd Gurley, one of the best running backs in the league. Again, four years, $45 million uh, guaranteed of the $60 million. I am a huge fan of the guaranteed money contracts in the NFL, and I'll get into that in a second. But this now, this opens, this opens it up for guys like uh, for David Johnson out there in Arizona who's also holding out, okay? Uh, for Ezekiel Elliott, who's going to get paid soon. Now we have a new benchmark, all right, with these guys. Uh, meanwhile, Le'Veon Bell pissed off, all right? Le'Veon Bell oh, still yeah. not that happy. Le'Veon Bell wants to get paid. I think he's got to get it through his head, though, that he, it's just it's sad that he plays a position that just doesn't pay that type of elite money. That's the Now, Le'Veon Bell wants to be paid as a running back and as a wide receiver, and to his credit, if there is any player in the, in the league who deserves to be played as a running back and a wide receiver, it's Le'Veon Bell. No doubt. Okay? This guy's going to get you 2,000 all-purpose yards one way or another. You know, he's going to catch you 50, 60 balls. He's going to he's he's carry the ball over 200-plus times. He is, he is main weapon next to Antonio Brown. He deserves to be paid like that. Absolutely. Will he be paid like that? No. The money he's balked at, I don't think he's going to see it from anywhere else. I agree with you. You know, Ken, I, I really I don't see it you. happening. Now, you also, now you take, um, this coming off the heels of Saquon Barkley, if you think this is old news, but I need to bring this up to, to make a point. So Saquon Barkley, he signed a, a fully guaranteed deal with the New York Giants, four yep. years, uh, 31.2, 20.76 million, and the signing bonus and 15, 15 million of that due immediately. So he got himself a nice chunk of change for a rookie deal. It's the most for a rookie in, a, in several years for guaranteed money. But the Giants basically got themselves their star running back who they think is going to be a star and everyone else thinks is going to be a star. Me, I think he's going to be a star too in this yeah, league. Absolutely. But you got him for, you got him on the cheap. Yep. You got him 8 million per uh, seven, seven and change, but you got him close to $8 million a year for the next four years. He's locked up. He's not going anywhere. He's happy. Team's happy. Everybody's happy. You have all these contracts. Now Kirk Cousins started it going, but we're getting the fully guaranteed deal in Minnesota, which I call. I said he's going to sign a two-year deal in Minnesota, and I bet you any amount of money, because of the money he wants, it's going to end up being the first guaranteed contract, and sure enough, it was. Yeah. And what's going to happen is I think a lot of these teams are going to start to follow suit, and it's showing now that they're giving these smaller-year deals, but they're guaranteeing them. So no more of this seven years, $173 million with a $36 million signing bonus, and all the money's on the back end, which the guy's never, ever going to see – it just makes it look all nice and shiny. But in reality, he's getting money up front. But after year two, the team's like, ah, you know what? We're going to go a different direction. You're not getting anything. It's funny because it's almost like an ego trip. They just wanted to get that nine-year, $180 million deal. Well, they're actually clear $20 million. Yeah, For me, I'm, I'd rather get a guy, you know, you know these, these, these players, you know, they're 22, 23 years old. You sign them three, four years. You guarantee them the $20 million. 
and they make all their money. Right. They're still going to get, and you know what they're going to do? They're playing for that next contract. Absolutely. And you as a team, you get to evaluate that guy. You get to see is the juice worth the squeeze going later on in the, you know, later on in his career. Absolutely. And you know, and you adjust accordingly. He may have been worth five million this year. He may only be worth three million the next year. But you know what? I'm sick and tired of seeing these other guys that are going out that are signing these two, three year deals for like three point four million with a million dollars guaranteeing the signing bonus. But then after year one, we walk away. Now, you take away the taxes and the fees for the agents and all that stuff. I got these guys. This guy basically almost killed himself for you for a year and walked away with roughly about $580,000. And now he doesn't have a job anymore. Right. Bought a house. I mean, he's living modestly at the same time. He made, a, he made over $600,000, but he's not going to get a job in the NFL anymore. How fair is that? How much money did the owner make off of that? Tons. Right, a lot. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm football – Listen, if I'm the NFL, I would just start doing these three, four-year deals, guaranteeing the money. Now, if you want to go ahead and you want to be a player and you want to say, I'm not taking anything less than a five-year deal, and you're a team who's gambling enough, worthy enough, maybe stupid enough to sign the guy for five years, five years and it's guaranteed, and he doesn't produce after years four and five, I mean, after, after years one, two, and three, and four and five kind of suck, well... That's the risk-reward, right? Yep. Baseball's been doing it for years. Albert Pujols gets signed for that crazy contract for 10 years. The Angels knew they weren't going to see any production in the back end of that. They knew they were overpaying like hell for the, front, the first four years of that. But right. that's what you do because it gives you a chance to win. I'm sorry? Yeah, you'll start seeing a lot more Bobby Bonilla contracts where the things are the first. Now, <laughs> listen, the first Bobby for 80 Bo- years. You know, that guy's got another contract that gives another $15 million on the side. It's crazy. It's just a whole interesting. I, I, don't know if it's, it's, I don't know if we're going to see so many of the deferred deals, but the guaranteed contracts, I think they do belong to the NFL. And if any players do deserve to get paid guaranteed money, it should be the NFL right. players. Absolutely. They really should, man. Now, if they go broke after that, that's on them. Julio Jones, he's holding out too. Yep. Rightfully so. He should have he been holding out after that damn Super Bowl. All right. What he should have done is he should have, held out a, he should have held out like a weapon and hit Matt Ryan with it, okay, for taking that freaking sack that cost him a field position and his chance of the field goal to ice the game. Julio Jones is – listen, Antonio Brown's the best wide receiver in the league. Right. Flat out. I don't want any arguing. He's the best wide receiver in the league. Right. There is no argument. Right. All right? So let it be written. So let it be done. Julio Jones, most freakishly talented wide receiver in the league. Yeah, his combination of size, size, speed, hands, speed, all that, hands, everything. I mean, not since. I mean, he's like a hybrid of Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss. Right. Seriously, it's what he is. That would be one ugly baby if they ever made it. Seriously, it really. It, it's base. It would be Chris Bosh. It would be Chris. That's exactly what it would be. It would be Chris Bosh in a football uniform. So now, he's holding out. I haven't seen any of the numbers yet on what he wants, but it's going to be astronomical. And don't be surprised if Julio isn't going to get some crazy three or four year, 17, 18 million per guaranteed contract. Well, didn't Matt Ryan just get a five year guaranteed contract? Matt Ryan. Largely guaranteed. And I'm glad you brought up Matt Ryan because the, uh, the NFL rankings came out today, Ken. The, uh, the, the tiers for the quarterbacks came out today. And Matt Ryan – I feel is probably one of the most overrated quarterbacks in football. He is. He's good, but he's not elite. All right. But uh, let me give you the, uh, the ESPN rankings here. This is freaking hysterical. <laughs> so they go tier one, tier two, tier three. And then after that, you can basically just drop off a cliff with the rest of the names. 
And the only, the only time tiers actually matter in football terms in the NFL is for fantasy football. Right. All right. Other than that, we're just doing a list, and we all love lists. All right. So tier one, and they rank them one through 20. Tier one, you have obviously Aaron Rodgers, and it's one and one A between him and Tom Brady. No argument here, right? Yeah, we're not fine. arguing that. Fine. Number three, Drew Brees. I'm fine with that, too. A lot of people sit there and they knock Drew Brees here and there. They don't give Drew Brees the, the credit. Let me tell you something, guys. Open up the Internet and start looking at some stats of Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going to go down as the greatest statistical quarterback in the history of the NFL. He's insane. And he's better than Manning. Oh, yeah. I, that's another one. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning gets all the accolades and all this stuff because he's so smart. Drew Brees was a better quarterback when it's all said and done. Right. Okay? And he beat Peyton Manning straight up. Yes, he did. All right. Matt, Steven Sutter checks it. He goes, Matt Ryan is the oldest-looking quarterback in the NFL and has yellow teeth. Okay. I don't think that was really needed, the whole yellow teeth bit. As Mr. T once said to us, you know, be nice to your mothers. All right? Be nice to the – you know, he's a dad. Matt Ryan's going to be a father. Be nice to Matt Ryan, sir. No reason to take, uh, take it out on his teeth. Nope. Now, then here's where it gets – this is where the fun part comes in. So they got Ben Roethlisberger out there in number four. People hate on Ben, too, but say what you want. Big Ben's top five quarterback in the league. Then they have Matty Ice, number five. Russell Wilson, number six. Matt Stafford, number seven. Come on. Hold on. Number eight, Phillip Rivers, who was going to be the Dan Marino of that draft with Peyton May- I mean, with, uh, with, with Eli yeah, Manning. Yeah. And then you have Carson Wentz at number nine. Can't Andrew Luck at number 10. This is tier two, Guy by the way. He hasn't played since 1983. Cam Newton, number 11. David Carr, number 12. Jimmy Garoppolo, number 13. Five, five starts, five and oh. All right. Number 14 is Deshaun Watson. This is now we're going to get into the third tier. Third tier is Kirk Cousins at 15. Alex Smith. Eli Manning. Dak Prescott. And your boy, Jared Goff. That's a disgrace. So here, let me tell you. So the people here in Philadelphia, because this is the only people that can speak for, this is the fan base before, are completely up in arms about Carson Wentz getting nine. I want to know where exactly are you going to put Carson Wentz? Above Philip Rivers, Russell Wilson, and Matt Ryan. Right. Listen. We all love Wentz in this town, all right? We all love him. He hasn't finished the season right. last year. That's right. Okay, he didn't finish. Philip Rivers, Matt Stafford, again, is he better than them right now? He's on the cusp. He's not better than Russell Wilson. He's not. See, I think Wilson's overrated. I don't. Russell Wilson literally took the Seattle Seahawks to the playoffs last year by himself. By himself. Have you seen... What, what Russell Wilson can do on a football field. Which playoffs did they make? I mean, I'm sorry, not last year, the year before. What, he had them in contention. They were dead and buried. Talking about a team that, had, that lost Marshawn Lynch. They had no, you put any other quarterback behind that Seattle Seahawks offensive line, and it's Derek Carr all over again. He's dead. He doesn't survive. Russell Wilson is a special player, okay? That's He's fine. a special player. Again, Jim Redding checking and saying, Deshaun Watson is the real deal. Deshaun Watson is the real deal. Hold on. Full disclosure, Jim Redding played at Clemson. So, I agree. I love Deshaun Watson. 
He still the he's, he, listen. That kid, Jim Redding, is a little bit. We interviewed we interviewed him. Yeah, we interviewed yeah. him at the at the at the national championship game against Alabama. Yeah, he's that great. kid, smart as a whip, all the talent in the world. Okay, and he's the only one to do what's been done to Alabama, uh, and he did it twice. I, and then well, he came in this league in the NFL and didn't miss a beat. Seriously, right. man. Oh, right. I, I, Deshaun, Watson is the, Deshaun Watson is the real deal, and I, I hope agree. to God he comes back from the injury. But listen, let's be real here. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, one, two, Drew Brees, three, Roethlisberger, four. I don't have a problem with that. I'm, good. I'm not putting Carson Wentz above Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, and Philip Rivers right now. I'm not doing it. Not until he completes the season. I, hear you. I think, I, listen, when it comes down to if you really want to get into it, I wouldn't have a problem. I wouldn't have a problem. Who the hell is texting me right now? Um, I wouldn't have a problem doing, if you were to take Carson Wentz and put him at eight, move him up one more. I think you can shuffle six through 10 on this list. The fact they have Andrew Luck there, who's still coming back from the, um, uh, you know, from the injury. Still, he's not even throwing a real football. I thought he's throwing a high school football to right. put him at 10. I, I don't know. We'll see the Andrew Harmon checks in and says, Luigi, take Ken out on a repo, please. <laughs> I think people are, uh, they're, they're, they're not loving your quarterback breakdown. See, this is what happened. Ken takes care of repossessing high-end assets. I talk sports. That's what I do. You stay in your lane. I stay in my lane. And we all drive harmlessly down the road, Ken. That's how it works. But Ken's not arguing any of the top stuff. But the one thing I will argue is the love for Jimmy Garoppolo. That a guy gets, he wins five games. All right, he doesn't look infallible, right? Right. He doesn't look great. He looked okay. And everyone's sitting there jumping on him like he's going to be the next great thing. And all you people who think you're going to outsmart everyone by taking Jimmy Garoppolo in your fantasy leagues and waiting on him and passing on guys like Russell Wilson and passing on Beth, Ben Roethlisberger, when you're asked out of the fantasy playoffs because you went to go do that, just, just let it be known. I warned you here first. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Ken. I hear you. And just remember, too, while you're gloating about your great sports knowledge, that Andrew is another Clemson fan who's just mad that I said Deshaun Watson is the real deal. I agreed with him. Listen, the reason that he's disagreeing with you and agreeing with me makes no difference to me. That has no no bearing on what I... He doesn't even know what he's agreeing or disagreeing with. That's fine. It's fine. As long as he's disagreeing with you and agreeing with me, it's fine. Based on yesterday, that is fair. Exactly, because you gave me hell. But I want you to do me one favor. That's fair. For the people that are listening now on your your Facebook Live page, I want you to read some of those comments, too. But I want, for 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 the first time, I want you to tell the truth, Ken. No snarkiness, no BS. For the first time, tell the truth? Yes. No, oh, okay. about me. All right, all right, go ahead. Was I helpful? Yes. Thank you. Did I do a good job? You did an outstanding job. If you actually needed someone to help you again, would you call me? As long as you would recite rule number one properly for me, yes. Okay. That's I, what I told him. He had bottles, he had coffee cups, he had all kinds of stuff. What am I? No, 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 no. That's not what it depends. I'm a grown man. I'm not going to piss my pants. All right, dude, we got to go to the bathroom. We got to go to the bathroom. We spent seven hours waiting around. I got a chicken sandwich. Ridiculous, dude. Next time you know what's gonna I'm gonna do? I'll make a nice little lunch for us. Oh, we'll go to yeah, I'm serious. It's gonna be, picnic, it's gonna be beautiful. I'm gonna come to Moonshine. We're gonna get some finger stuff, right? They do a fantastic caprese sandwich yeah. with the focaccia bread. Rich, you see, I know the menu back and back and forth, buddy. And uh, it's gonna be nice, dude. We'll do it. I'll get something for Danny. It'll be good, man. Danny's the easiest guy in the world to feed. I'm gonna take care of him. Beef. So here's a little, and Danny has given me permission to tell a couple of secrets here. 
So Danny, do you know what his breakfast champions is? And this is why we can go 12 hours and not go to the bathroom. Well, my breakfast of champions consists of six eggs, two pieces of, two pieces of uh, multi-grain toast, four pieces of, uh, of turkey sausage because it's lower in the sodium. That's why you need it right there. Banana, cup of coffee, whole glass of orange juice, and three quarters of a cup of cottage cheese. I'm training, buddy. So Danny, 3,200 calories, man. Danny Get up. looks like he's in training. Yeah. He starts every day off with a honey bun and two Red Bulls. That's a man who doesn't care about his future. It's a man who doesn't care about his future. That's why you need me. You need me to be the colon. He's 91 years old. How old does he look? He's 91. I'm just trying to tell you that you need me there for, for at least for the culinary aspect of it. Let me help, let me help you guys. You can't, listen, you can't repo a plan on an empty stomach, Ken. <laughs> yeah, right. You shouldn't, but you shouldn't, Ken, and you shouldn't have to. That's the point. Well, I appreciate you caring about me so much. That's the point, you know? I appreciate that. You know, you're, you're taking off at 180 miles an hour down the runway in a, in, in a $3 million jet, and I'm screaming, don't forget the ham and cheese, Ken! You know what I mean? i got to take care of you. Is it low sodium, Luigi? Yes, man, of course. Come Too much on, salt. Seep it out of your pores, Ken. You should see it. I should see it. So, and we got somebody check. You know what? i got an area code up here. It's all ones. Love it. All ones. That's hell, isn't it? It is. Now, I don't know who this is. Now, you, you, are you aware of my racist uh, caller, Juan from Alabama? I did hear that yeah, and he, was not comfortable with it. That's okay. Racism is okay if you know how to play racist, if you know how to toe the line properly. It's just on the edge of, you know, a lynching and a cop being here. You know, one of those kind of deals. But we, we, we do okay with it. All right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this person on the phone. I don't know who the hell this is. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go blind here, Ken. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, I'm ready. Caller, it's all ones. You're on. Hello. The line. Hello. Oh, it's a lady. Oh, it's me again. I got picked up again. I told you my number was blocked. Stephanie, I already talked back. to you guys. I know, but she's calling back again. Doing sun pudding. Yes, I know. I know who you are. I but... Oh. Why did you call back in? I was just calling to listen because it's better. It's, there's not a delay when I listen over the phone. There's a delay oh. on Facebook Live. Okay, well then I'll put so you back on. So we got you twice. Yeah, oh, beautiful. I just breaking rule number one. Oh, <laughs> uh, he just broke rule number one. He just went to the bathroom. I thought Stephanie was just calling yeah. without him. That's what I thought too. Actually, now that I got you. Guys I alone. tried. <laughs> no problem. All right, Stephanie, I'll put you back on hold. Thanks. Well, that was awkward. Anyway. <laughs> Boy, do we know awkward. Don't worry, man. We'll get some ladies in here. And you, you're dressed like ladies. It's Tuesday, man. Ladies' night is Thursday night, man. You got the jeans. You got the black shirt on. Travolta over here, man. What are you doing? Re- reaping a disco ball after this? I got a paint can outside to walk the streets with. Dude. I hear you, buddy. Now, uh, also, this is something that got that brought to my attention. It's already 8 o'clock, so we're going overtime, Kenny. All right, let's do we're it. We're going overtime. So, Chase Utley, back to say goodbye to the fans of Philadelphia. All right? He's come back, and... Chase is one of the greatest players in Philadelphia history. Oh, Ken. What? Ken's food just showed up. What'd you get here, buddy? I got food. No, what'd you get? Did you go, those, are those the chorizo tacos? Uh, they weren't supposed to be, but I think I pointed to the wrong thing. So now they are the chorizo I be- tacos. I believe those are the chorizo tacos. And I think you went with the crab mac and cheese. I did. My man. Rich. See, that's fantastic moonshine knowledge, man. That's why my tab is through the roof. <laughs> no, so anyway. It smells so good, man. I'm supposed to do a show with that food smelling so good. Now... So Utley comes back. He's one of the greatest players in Philadelphia Phillies history. He brought, he brought us the championship in 2008, 
Now, a lot of people say he was the leader of that 08 team. He was not the leader of the 2008 Phillies. That, that title belongs to Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy yes, Rollins was the leader of the 2008 Phillies. The only thing about Chase Utley was he was the grit guy. You know, he came in, he played hard, he ran hard every, every play, he ran out every ground ball. This is all stuff that you should be, you're taught doing in Little League. They just don't, but they don't do, but so what? So we, 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 we clap for things that you should be doing when you're seven years old? Like, I, I don't understand. Hold on. My, what? He also hit 325 with 30 homers and 100 RBIs. Once. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen, Chase Utley gets all the love in the world. How about Ryan Howard for four uh, years over 136 RBIs, 48, 48, 55 home runs. That guy carried this offense for two years, two years. And Ryan Howard is the most underappreciated man in possibly sports in the last five years. Agreed. He re- sorry, with all respect to Rich Claude Giroux, too. Okay, sorry. Okay, oh. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Now, I don't want to piss off any more hockey fans. I already got one guy from Delco over here. Now, no, you're fine my thing is, is that my thing is, is that I love, Utley. I love Chase. Right. I love what he, I, I love what he did that he, you know, he looks on the schedule. He sees the Phillies series coming up. What a great time to announce a retirement. I'm able to go say goodbye. I can let them say goodbye to me and it's going to be beautiful. I'll go out there. I'll tip the cap. Um, you know, they, they play cashmere for him. Yep. They gave him a 50 second standing ovation. You know, that, that's the pathetic part. They count the, how long he, they stood there for for the standing ovation. That, that's just pathetic. But anyway, he goes out there. He takes the hat off. And uh, he's, got, you know, he's got the silver hair now. So he's a little, he's a little, a little longer to tooth. But he gets up there, and, and they give him a great and, – and the, and the fans were phenomenal. And people came out there. It's a sellout for the next couple of days. Uh, they're all going to say goodbye. People send him – they, they signed this big card for him. Thank you, Chase, and everything like that. And it's great. But then a local guy, okay, uh, guy named uh, I don't care. Guy named Jeff Skaversky for Channel Six News. Emoji boy. Emoji boy. It's right. This guy. Seriously, I don't know if it's him or a twelve-year-old girl who's tweeting under his account, but he figures the more emojis, the more attention you get. Now, what Chase Utley did is he posed the question of, "Would you like to see Chase Utley get the game-winning hit against the Phillies?" All right, Jeff. Let me let me break this down for you. If Chase Utley gets the game-winning hit against the Phillies, the Phillies lose. They're in the middle of a playoff race. One of the teams they're in contention with are the Los Angeles Dodgers, who Chase Utley plays for, who would very much like to win a World Series with. So if he beats the Phillies, you're going to cheer for him? How is this even a question? How is this even a scenario that comes up where anyone would say, yeah, I'd like to see Chase Utley knock my team just a little bit further further behind the, uh, you know, further behind the eight ball and bring the Atlanta Braves a little closer to us. Yeah, that's a great idea. Why? Because we love Chase. We love Chase down here because we want Chase to succeed. Dude, here's what you do. You go out there, you stand up, you take your hats off. You cl- Thank you, Chase. Thanks for the memories. Chase gives you a little tip of the cap. You sit down. You don't have to boo him, no. but you don't applaud him getting a game-winning hit, which almost was the scenario with him coming up the bat. Now, what do you do, Philly fans? Now, what do you do? He's standing up there. Your team is about to lose this game if Chase Utley gets a game-winning hit. He gets the hit. The, running, the winning run crosses the plate to the Los Angeles Dodgers. They win. They move further ahead in the playoff race, and you lose. What do you do? I'm pissed. I'm pissed. It's a pretty easy question to answer, right? And I think Chase Utley actually would be pissed off no, if we weren't. But you know, exactly. You know what Chase Utley's doing? Chase Utley's happy as hell that he just hit the game-winning hit for his Los Angeles Dodgers. 
This is the kind of crap journalism that happens. This is the kind of crap reporting that's happening because these are the questions that are getting asked. Would you be happy if your team lost, if one of your favorite players had the game-winning hit? Nope. How about this, fans? Let me paint this little freaking picture for you. National League Championship Series, NLCS. Game set. Bottom of the ninth. Chase Utley up to, play, up to bat. Game is tied. Two outs. Pop Nobody out. on. Pop out to the pitcher. What are you hoping for? Pop Chase to, to send one deep into the night and take the Dodgers to the, to the World Ooh. Series because Chase Utley was your beloved, your beloved hero? Or are you hoping you strike his ass out and get on to extra innings and win the game and take out the Dodgers? I want him gone. No, but you know what you're going to hear? Some people will say, well, you know, I, I, I hope for them to get a hit at some point during the game. That's what they say. Nope. If I'm the opposing pitcher, I'm going to beam that punk right in his freaking head and send him to the dugout because you want to know why? Because that's what Chase would do to you. Yep. Play the game. Play the game. Stop worrying about the fanboy aspect of it. That's the thing. The people that are up in arms with this quarterback rankings and they go, my guy should be higher. My guy should be this. Carson Wentz is ranked ninth. And the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and he had nothing to do with it. That's right. He had nothing to do with that playoff run. Did he get them to the, where they were, statistically speaking, for the, for the season as far as their record goes? Yeah, but it was up to fold to close the door, to finish it. So does it matter what the guy is ranked, no matter what, if you're, if you're hoisting the trophy? No, it doesn't matter. Right. What matters is, is the play on the field. All this other stuff, is, all it is, is just bull crap to give people something to argue about on social media. It all, it's all it is. There's some guy to go back and go, oh, I had him ranked. I had him ranked third and see how I was right, how he fell into this spot and that spot. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's really hard to sit there and go, the best two quarterbacks in the league are uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And you can take either one, one or one or one A. Yeah, that, that's really hard right. journalism right there. Now, what are people saying over here on your Facebook live feed? I bet you they're, they're probably anxious for me to shut up and stop talking because they didn't like that yesterday. Well, actually, some people did, but some people no, the, were ornery. The people on my page definitely liked having you around. Oh, I appreciate it. They definitely did. They they are a little upset of all with all your bathroom breaks, of course. But we've, one break. We've mentioned that one break. I've only mentioned one. your bathroom break once too, using your math. But anyway, um, yeah, that, that's the only thing. No, they liked it, and they liked uh, you know having us do the Facebook lives, uh, filling them in. They love that. Danny's going to try and call in if he can. Oh, that'd be great, man. I'd love to get him. I'd love uh, to have him on. That'd be great. Yeah. So um, that's it. Uh, Reading. Jim Redding, the Clemson guy, mm-hmm. thinks uh, Tanner Lee from Nebraska might be starting for Jacksonville. He's going to have a chance to compete. Now, they paid Bortles, so we'll see. I still think it's Bortles' job to lose far. I, 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 there's, I, it, listen, Tanner Lee is going to have to completely go out there and look like like he's incapable of looking. Not even, not even that. He's <laughs> go, he is going to have to go out there and basically be Aaron Rodgers to take the job from Blake Bortles. Yeah, sure. Because, listen, that Jacksonville Jaguars team, you know, a lot of people, including Tony, Rom- Tony Romo with his early predictions, and if he's any good at predicting uh, Super Bowl predictions, as he is at predicting the next play that's going to happen, this is, it's going to happen, and that's the Jaguars versus the Packers. But Tony Romo's got the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Super Bowl, and that's, that's, a, that's a very sexy pick for a lot of people. I'm not ready to put him there just yet. I'm not. No. Because, I mean, obviously, they, 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 you know, they moved away from their pre-existing wide receiving core, and they, they're turning it completely over. D.D. Westbrook, Keenan Cole, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sold on Bortles myself the whole way. Leonard Fournette is the real deal. But that defense, 
is as nasty, as nasty as we've seen in a long time. That Jacksonville Jaguars defense, they get at it. And we're going to get at it, too. We're going to get right back to the phones right now. 484-432-484-432. You're on the line. Luigi there? I'm here. Who's this? This is the president of Golf and Lunch for International Recovery Group. My business partner. Oh, wow. Your business partner's on the, on the line. <laughs> he actually has the car. Oh, I'm the president of Golf and Lunch. I'm doing great. That's Speaking right. of lunch, I had to buy my own lunch. So is there any way I can get reimbursed? I got all my receipts still. Is that possible? No, I'm sorry. You, you know what? I did think you did a really good job yesterday. I will, I will say that. I will, you, you, probably, you might have talked a little too much. Honestly, you know, Ken, Ken's lying a little bit about the bathroom break. I think he took it really hard on a, on a rookie, to be honest with you. I think That's real right. hard on a rookie. It was hazy. Ken told me, he said, get on there. He said, just start, start talking, start playing it up, do something. That's I right. said, all right, that's what I do. You brought, you brought a broadcaster no, on a repo show. What do you want me to do? Be quiet? I talk. That's what I do. <laughs> that's right. But, you know, it's, it's the same thing as the sports analogy, man. You're the rookie. You got you to gotta get hazed a little bit, right, when you're out there? No, I t- listen, I took it all in, in, in great fun. It was fantastic. Uh, the fans of the show were, were great. All the Facebook Live people were great. We were having a good time with all them. And Ken was, listen, again, as far as repos go, all the way up until the actual repossession, this was about as smooth as you were going to get. Right. Okay. Right. Luckily, well, we that's how they it. usually work. That's yep. how they usually work. <laughs> it, it's almost like we were sitting there and it's like, all right, everything's cool. Everything's cool. And then you know, guys like, someone just like, was well, someone watches the entire time and just waited until the very last second to call the guy to show up? Like, okay, uh, yeah, he's here now. So c- come, come, uh, come down. And it's, like, I mean, it's, it's like Murphy's Law. It's like absolutely like Murphy's Law at times. Yeah, so I yeah. told a lot of – Bob and I have gone on some repos together. We've, yeah, had, we've had some good times. No, yeah, we've had some good stories. You actually read the freaking book, I guess. Well, here's the deal, Ken, is that I'm moving. I'm moving, right? So now I, had a, I, I cut the cord. I called Comcast. I said, shut me down. Right. So now I need something to do so for the next couple of days. You're going to take the book out from underneath the table? I'm going to take the book. The it's actually underneath my, fr- my fridge. Okay. I'm going to take, take the book out. All right. And I'm going to read the book. I'm going to go through the whole thing. Yeah. I've, I've skimmed through it, but now I need something to do. Yeah, Bob's, Bob, Bob and I have had a lot of fun on some repos. A lot. We have lots of fun. Yo, Luigi, i got to take it a task on your Ryan Howard comment. The, go for the it. The last five years of his career, he dropped like a stone. I understand that he had five all-time years, but he didn't continue it. How about learning to hit the ball to left field again, like he did as a rookie in his second year? The okay. man took a step backwards. So, but here's the reason why. Because it took a step forward and tore his Achilles. That's why. Well, that's right. That's the reason why. I agree. The reason why, the reason why for this, okay? Now, let's, let's remember this. So, Howard was basically, he was, you know, he was prohibited from coming up because he had Jim Tomey there, right? True. So Correct. By like two years. Yes, but, but in those two years, it kept him out for two years. It kept him from coming up and putting up even more historic numbers. The only reason why Jim Tomey was again Tomey, Hall of Famer, but let's be honest, Howard should have been up. Yeah. He should have been up. Yeah, okay? he should have. I agree. Should have been up. So now you bring Howard up, and as you know, as you know, Ryan Howard is now. I hate to use a cliche. He is the throwback bopper. You know, he's the home run guy. Yep. It's the all right, or nothing. He's the, he's, yeah, he's the Willie Stargell, the Harmy Killebrew type hitter. He's not gonna. He's not gonna hit you three hundred. He's going to slap you 265, maybe 280 if you're lucky. But 
But what you're paying him for is to hit 40-plus over the fence and drive in over 120. And that is what he did year in and year out while completely healthy. What happened is, and now you know because obviously you're a fan, you follow the team, and you, you know what you're talking about here, is that once, and you could see it, when, when, he, when he came out of that box and he tore that Achilles, for a man of that size, yep. to come back from that and have any kind of tour. Remember, you, you know, he had a hard time planning, getting comfortable in the box. Remember, they right. shifted him over that batter's box for almost two months of the season when he finally came back. He couldn't get comfortable yeah. at all. If you're not comfortable, they should have they they held him out longer. Maybe they should have. You know, maybe that rehab should have been there. But, I mean, was that part Ryan Howard wanting to come back? Was it part the Phillies maybe mismanaging the injury? I don't know. I mean, they paid him a lot of money. So how do you justify holding him out if they say he's healthy? One of those kind of things. But I don't think it's so much Ryan Howard's fault himself as much as it was. This is one of those things where you look at it and you go, listen, they paid him a lot of money. And, you know, in baseball, we were just talking about this before, uh, before we got on the phone with you. You know, you, you, you're paying the guys for the first few years. The, the back end of that contract, you're most of the time right. you're eating the money. As you can see, the Angels are now eating that, all that money they had to give to, 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 uh, to pool holes. And you're going to see it happen Pujols, with Mike right. Trout, too. Mike Trout's going to break the bank. But, Chuck, you know, he's going to get a 10-year deal but when, when his time is up. And whoever pays him the $300 million is going to take, they're probably going to end up eating about $200 million of that contract. But hope in that first two, three years, they win a World Series. Right. And that's where all the revenue comes in. Now, Ryan Howard... The one thing I will agree with with you is that, yes, that shift was nuts. I mean, literally, the entire side of the infield was open. Right. I yep. mean, it was, all he had to do was go the other way. But That's for right. him to reinvent himself that late in the career and turn himself into a, a, a slap hitter the other way, it's not what Ryan Howard was, man. It's not what Ryan Howard is. No, it's not what Footer, if it's you remember, his first two years, his first two years in the majors, he was able to go to the opposite field way yes, more effective than he yes, did he later was. in his career. And that might have had something to do with his Achilles. He became a back foot hitter. He hit off yes. his back foot the rest of his career. That's not right. Also, don't forget about the fact right. that to be able to go the other way, you've got to be able to wait on that pitch. True. And that takes a little bit of bat speed and, and plate discipline, which Steven Sutter here checks in and says, and that, that's something that Howard lost was a, was a plate discipline. He did. Take away he, Steven's right. He lost it. You take away the play discipline, you take away some of that, that bat speed to get out there, you know, to wait on that pitch. And again, Howard, you know, again, you know, you know, these, these home run hitting guys, they're going to chase pitches all over the damn Every, Everything looks like a meatball to them. You know what I mean? They just want to hit anything yeah. else. Take those things away. It's kind of hard to become that, especially that late in the career. So the fact is, is that I feel, again, this is me and a lot, a lot of people feel this way is that. Howard got a little bit of a raw deal, and he had a lot of fans really coming down and harping on him because right. he wasn't producing. But you can't expect him to produce coming off that kind of an injury, getting no. up there in age as it was, everything slowing down. He was, never, he was never an average hitter. Again, there are guys, there are power hitters out there who can, can alter it, okay, to become more of an average hitter. You know, you're, maybe he's not going to hit you yep. 40 home runs anymore, but he won't be hitting 250. Right. He'll be hitting closer to 290. And maybe putting 25 yeah. over the fence. Right. Here's the right. problem. Okay. And, Bob, I think we've talked about this a little bit. The biggest knock or knocks on Howard are because of his contract in the last three or four years. He didn't do a lot, and he got paid a shit ton of money. The problem is the Phillies screwed him from day one. They held they him did. at the yeah. minor in 2005, yep. so he didn't get the year right. of service. Then they fought him on arbitration every possible yeah, year. Every way. If they fighting him earlier, a couple years earlier, that contract would have ended sooner. We wouldn't have been so sour on the last 
four or five years. It would have been the last two years. Now, let's that's get, why people are pissed. You're right. But, but it's, it's also wrong. the reason why people are pissed all across sports. And, and the reason why is, is the money. Right. If, if they weren't making this astronomical sums of money, we wouldn't care. If Ryan Howard was making right. 40 grand a year, who would care? There was a, there's a comic, there's a comedian who's named Doug Stanhope, right? I don't know if you know him. He used to do the, used to do the man show. Right. All right. He has this bit where he was just, he basically said, he was just like, the reason why we care so much is because of the money. If this guy, if this guy was out there, like uh, if, if um, I don't know, if Mike, like, we'll use Mike Trout. If Mike Trout was out there and making $40,000 a year, right? Right. And someone hits the ball to him in the outfield, and he's running up there, and he catches it, and he drops it. We're all like, ah, oh, oh, Mike, it's all right, man. You know, it's probably had a tough day, you know, at home or something like that. Kids probably give him a hard time. It's, that's all right. That's all right, man. You get, you get the next one, right? right? But the fact that he makes $25 million a year, right. same thing. Mike Trout drops the ball. Ah, oh, you freaking bum. You suck. I hope he get cancer and die. Right. Why? Because he's making <laughs> $20-plus million. That's why, because it's the money. It's the money. That's the only reason why we really care so much about what the production of these athletes were. If they were making what we, the normal man makes, we wouldn't care that much. Four years, 136 RBIs or more. Yes. You look across history. You look at Ruth, Gehrig, Fox, go on. And it's historic Ruth, pace, dude. It is. And that's something that people never actually, and I agree with. Oh, home, by the way, home run by the Dodgers here. Yeah, Noah's down two zip. Tommy Grandal just goes deep off of Aaron Noah. It's now 2 nothing Dodgers. Hopefully Chase Sully will come up and make it 3 nothing Dodgers soon. He's not playing tonight. Oh, he's not playing tonight? Oh, okay. Right. Hopefully he'll do it in extra inning. That's all right. But I'm sure Chase was really sad for, for the fans out there when that ball went over the fence. He didn't look sad. He's actually fist pumping, leaning against the wall right now, chewing sunflower seeds. Well, guys, okay, yeah, the rest yeah, of the show. Joe Rufino checks in real fast. Sorry, but I mean to cut you off. But Rufino over here on my right made a very good point. He did something, which is the same thing that it's, it's fine. I'm transition this. It's Barry Bonds' birthday today, right? Ryan Howard did something that guys like Bonds and you know these these like Ruth, Griffey, like even Babe Ruth back in the day when it was just radio, they would run to the radio when these guys were up. When Ryan Howard was up and he was on those tears that he went on for several months, yeah. it was can't miss television. You would run to the TV set to watch Ryan Howard hit. Absolutely, right. It was and amazing. That Hoskins turns into that. Now, Reese Hoskins is one of these streaky home run hitters, man, who's got all the power in the world. And can can yeah. he be can he be one of these guys? Last year, you know, I don't buy into anything a guy does in the first year. Like I wasn't I wasn't yeah. sitting there diving into the Don Brown kind of stuff. I wait. You know what I mean? Right. And I was I was like, you know, is Reese going to be? Can he be the real deal? And it looks like he is. I this guy looks like he's a legit power hitter in the league. I don't like the, 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 the slow leg kick kind of thing he does. But if that's his timing, that's his timing, whatever he does. But he hits the ball well. He squares it up well. He sees it well. And he doesn't really fish out of the zone too much like some of these, some of these power hitters that we just mentioned before, a la Ryan Howard. Right. right. He's got a chance. Now, this, this, this T-shirt that I got here, right? Yes. This team take it. Bob, we, all, we uh, made Luigi part of team take I'm it. part of the team, man. Nice. Nice. I'm part of the team. So, now, you're out there in Florida, Bob, right? No, I'm up in PA today. Oh, you're up in PA today? I am. But are, now, are you, are, now, you told me that the office is in Florida, right, Ken? Yep. That's, that's where yeah. the main branch is? Yep. All right. Yeah. Bob and I have been friends in Delco since we were like 10, 11 years old. Oh, so you guys are like matching jorts and everything like that? So Negative. Okay. Oh, no, really? No. no. <laughs> no I'm just asking. Just that's a sure. question. I just answer sure. them. Make sure. So what else is going on, Bob? No, I just I, – I had to call in because I watched some of what you guys did yesterday. I, I just sort of observed. I didn't say anything. 
but I was with Ken today, and he was very impressed by uh, your performance yesterday. Easy. I, I think gonna... you'll be back again. Easy. It's I appreciate of, uh, it. It's, it's not a bad experience, is it? No, it's not. It's, it's fantastic. Like I said, you know, I was telling Ken, you know, before this whole thing started, like, you know, a couple of years ago when I was asking about it, I didn't, I, I told him very adamantly, I said, Ken, I'm not, I'm not approaching this as a joke. Like, this is a serious thing. Like, I, I don't goof around with this. I'm, I'm in security. If you, if you take me on one of these things, I'm going to give you hundred percent worth of, you know, worth of my alertness here. Um, I don't rattle. I'm not getting scared of things. My, my hand doesn't shake, Bob. It just, it doesn't. Yeah, we, I, get... I remember, I remember, I think I came out with Ken to one of Tony's early shows where you were emphatic about wanting to do this. Yeah. So I don't think we had any yeah. doubt that you wanted to do this. Yeah, I definitely wanted to do it, but I, you know, I told him, I said, I, look, man, I'm like, I'm ready to go. And when we were walking and talking, uh, you know, I was asking Ken plenty of questions. I said, Ken, what's the procedure if this happens? Just so I know. Right. What's the procedure if this happens? What's my main goal here if this happens? And, uh, yep. and Ken basically was just like, you know, he was very, very, very detail-oriented on say, do this, do this, don't do this, do this, do this, don't do this. So, um, you know, he gave me a crash course on procedure. Uh, basically, we were walking back and forth from boat to car twice. And uh, right. I picked up on it pretty quick. And I think anyone who's crazy enough to repossess things as a hobby, as I am over here, uh, is worth being part of the team. There you <laughs> go. So funny, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, hey, look, Ken and I always Sell say this. Someone if, buys if, it, Bob. That's, that's, that's the rule. Sell it till someone buys it. That's the rule. That's right. Uh, we we always say this. We have a mantra that if you are if you have to confront the debtor, you take the embarrassment out of the de- away from the debtor as quickly as possible. And once you do that, then they become reasonable people. That's exact. The, so the guys, one thing that the one thing Ken said to me yesterday too. He said he said I was he said uh, we I would say something along the lines of can get it back tomorrow. Yep. That's okay. That's no problem. Just you know, listen. We're not here to do this. Just go ahead and call your bank. Uh, take care of, you know, just deal with them over the phone. Uh, we are not, we are not taking this away from you. We are just taking it momentarily. Uh, go ahead and call. You get yourself cleared up and, uh, you know, you can, you can reclaim your, you know, your assets through, you know, through them. Just go ahead and call them. Uh, we're just the middleman here. Just go ahead and deal with them. And that's yep. it. Like just exactly. calm and cool. And that's it. And, and just basically don't let them know like, Hey, we're here to basically take your stuff. These freaking scumbag. Like that's, that's right. You know, right. Don't say those. Right. That's, those and are trigger words. Yeah. Right. So, real quick, one of Bob's, one of my favorite Bob stories, because I'm telling stories today, is we were filming uh, when we were repoing a 120-foot yacht, and Bob was on, on the show. He was getting filmed and everything. So, the boat's coming in. We've, we're waiting for a captain, just like yesterday. Uh-huh. We get a bite to eat. It's uh, east coast of Florida, so we go to a little tiki bar. And, and Bob, Bob orders seafood. Okay. Two hours later, he Green, I mean green. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I need two not, minutes. Not from the boat. Not from the boat. From the seafood. From the seafood. Okay. Yeah. I need two minutes. I'm sitting there like, what the hell is two minutes going to do? Right. Runs the bathroom. Literally comes out two minutes later. He's like, I'm fine. Let's go. And I'm like, dude, like you're lying. <laughs> right. Yeah, you just like died in there. Right. I, you know. Yep. And he's like, let's film. And I'm like, are you serious right now? He goes, yeah. I just yep. like he. His entire body cleared out. He's ready to go. I'm like, damn, that's an MVP moment right there. That's awesome. I would have. That's awesome. I might even, you know, and that's that's why you don't go to the bathroom. No, listen, and for for all the people listening, I'm like, 
we had we we had a very serious time. The stuff that Ken, we were just getting a rise out of one another, and I was playing off of Ken, and Ken was playing off of me. But during a time of actual work, which was literally about 14 minutes, um, we were working hard. We were working hard. I learned how to untie a boat very, very quickly. Yeah, man. you did. Very quickly, there man. There you go. Nice. Bob, he was much better than, than other Bob. That's for sure. Oh, okay, good, good. His, no, uh, Luigi, we equate it to almost like a, a sporting event where you're running out of the tunnel, right? It does. It co- becomes very much like that. Yes, it's just it really hurry up and go. That amount of time. Yeah. Yep. And it's you're funny, right. too, because it's not like you're taking a car. It's like you're taking a no. car, you just hit the gas, you're gone, right? This boat, like, right. it takes a little while to back the thing out, turn right. around. <laughs> like, you're basically just a sitting duck. You know what I mean? You're and just a, a sitting cu- duck. And it was, not it was, only that, like, a couple, a, a, couple sorry, minutes can, a couple minutes can feel like a lifetime because you're, you know, you know, time is of the essence in most cases. Yeah, that was it. That was my big part to Ken. I was saying to Ken is that the entire time I was totally fine, no, no problem, completely cool, calm, collected. It was just the, the very few moments that I was on the dock yep. and had my back turned to the house. That's right. And I was <laughs> yep. untying the and I said, this is the moment where I can't see what's coming. That's right. And if anything was going to happen, this would be the worst, po- this would be the worst possible yep. time. Because I wouldn't exactly. react if my back is turned. So, right. But, Bob, listen, man, thank you so much for calling and checking out. I really appreciate it. And next time, next time you're close to the area, you got to get down here, man, and uh, you know, so we can hang out a little bit. You got it, Luigi. All right, guys, have fun. Ken, tell them what yeah, we buddy. think about Mike Trout. Oh, Bob called it three years ago, Mike Trout to Philly. He literally, before anybody was even whispered. It's time next year Mike Trout will be a Philly. I'm saying next year. Well, I got news for you, buddy. He's not coming. Because we spoke to Rico Bronia, who's out there with the Angels, and Rico Bronia flat out said, he's never leaving the Angels. Yeah. They will give him Anaheim yeah. before he leaves. He has to want to lose, though. He has to make a yeah. decision. They will put some police around. We've been hearing that for how many years now? Enough. But he should have been here yeah. already. He was, right, he was running around a corner. Do you know he, he right drove in his first Angel other than himself in over a month last night? That crazy? That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I think he's tired of losing. I think he'd love to be in Philly. I hope you're right. I hope you're right and I'm wrong, man. But I, I can't see it happening and talking to people in the yeah. organization. I don't know. Middle, middle, Middleton will get open the, the bank for him. And he would be – He'll give he him $400 million. Yeah. Yeah, he will give him $400 million. But then I want to ask you this very serious question. After the yeah. third year, when his production drops off, are you going to be bitching about his production? Yes. We're from Philly. He'll, be, we'll he'll be 27. You'll get at least seven years of production out of him. That's true. But the remaining years, are we going to complain? Because that's right. when I, right, Howard was hey, 35, 36. Hey, if, if we win two or three World Series, yep, we'll put up with it. Okay, we'll put up with it. All right. All right I've, I've just let the, I'm, let the record show. I, I'll go to the tape right. later on. Ten years from now, I'm going to pull this up when nobody cares. And I'm going to call right. Bob, and I'm going to know this is what happened. Bob will not. No, I hear, I hear what you're saying. No, I absolutely hear what you're saying. But I think in the short term, yeah. I think you have to take that chance anyway, right? I'm all for it. He's the best, best in baseball. The, yeah, I'm the same guy who said, listen, trade everything you got for Machado. You got a chance. You got a window right. open here. You got, this right. is a year. You know, yeah. Same thing with the, you know, with, the, with the Eagles. Eagles win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, they caught light in the bottle. But they did yep. it several times. I mean, you lose right. Jason Peters. You lose Darren Sproles. You lose Carson Wentz. All these things overcome. Don't forget the yep. fact that 
Dallas sucked with, with, with the fact that Zeke had the, the suspension, yep. right? Yep. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. You don't have to deal with that. Yep. All these things, hey, all I'm- these dominoes that were falling, you know, all these dominoes that were falling, you know, it doesn't happen every single year. When you have the opportunity to strike, you've got to do it. Absolutely. And you absolutely. empty the farm. Right. Like I said, I did this last week, chips, all these chips you have, these, these prospects you have, they're like chips in a casino. They're not worth yep. anything until you cash them in. Something. Right. That's okay, right. You've got to cash them in. You're at the cage. Wait. Take them up there and cash them in. No one's on trade. That's right. Worry about tomorrow if you neglect today. Just remember That's, that. Man. You're right. You've got to take that chance. All right, guys. Have a great night. Later, buddy. See you, bye. Take care. Whew, man, that was a hell of a phone call right there. All right, listen. We're already way over time. It's 830. I'm going to bring Joe Rafino up here right now. We're going to do the Tuesday 10. Now, right. Catfish Charlie usually does this. I'm going to get you this. Hold on one second, Ken. I'm holding. Catfish Charlie usually does this, but he's stuck at the Phillies game right now, blowing, I mean, saying goodbye to Chase Utley. Now, he sent the Tuesday 10 to Joe Rafino. Joe Rafino, obviously, you know him. He's the Greg Dobbs of this program, one of the best pinch hitters in baseball, nice. podcasting. And he – so Catfish has given the Tuesday 10 to Joe, and Joe is going to give them to us, and you're going to answer them with us. And everybody knows how, how this works. It's basically – Ten questions that Charles come up with, the, with through the course of his day. They're, they span the, uh, the, the, uh, the globe of all kinds of different topics, and uh, we have no idea what they are. So, But before we do that, Ken, you said you had, you had something to say over here. What do you got? I got nothing. I was just chilling. Wonderful. All right. Everything's good. So, I, I don't know. Joe Rufino, all right. bring the noise. Okay. First question Charlie has is uh, list five things that you see talked about every day on Twitter that don't need to be discussed every day. Here we go. Number one. Eagles win the Super Bowl. Number two, dick picks and DMs. Most times, is that it's being, a lie. Is that being sent to you or they receive them? No, being received. Oh, okay. It's a lie. Women complain about dick picks and DMs when, for the most part, it's probably the only chance they're going to get a chance to see a penis. So have you seen some of these broads? <laughs> have, you, have you seen some of them, dude? Seriously. No, negative. But I believe you. They should be wearing jerseys, <laughs> these freaking linebackers. I hear you. Now... <laughs> Listen, are there going to be douchebags out there? Yeah. I mean, whatever. There are. But for the most part, a lot of it's, you know, listen, don't flirt with them. Stop being so inviting. There you go. Stop being so inviting, you know? I mean, I, I don't understand why some guys move so quick. Like, hey, let me shoot a dick. Here's a dick. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, you know, usually like, hello, what's happening? How you doing? <laughs> what happened to what's your sign? What's your situation? Skip right to you know the what I mean? pictures. Yeah. You know, Beatles, yay or nay. One of those kind of things, you know? There you go. Uh, so that's two. Uh, number three would be... Uh, politics. Uh, if, if I see anything, it's, it's all Trump and Hillary and left and right and all that crap. So that's that. Number four uh, would be dogs, cat videos, which is basically 90% of the internet, but that's, that's uh, uh, enough of the dogs and cats. Um, and number five would be dinner pictures. No, 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 no. It's the that. one thing that's talked about too much would be uh, like what goes on a sandwich? Like I, how many times are going to argue? Like does pizza. mayo go on a cheesesteak? Yeah. Like does does ketchup go on a hot dog? Like I did an entire show on this. It was the debate to end all debates of debates? Nice. That was it. We can't talk about these things anymore. All right. And apparently, only a few people listen. Well, they listen. <laughs> actually, well, actually, like eleven thousand people listen to the show, but not everyone listens on social media. There's a lot of people. On gotcha. But those are the things. I, those are my top five. You got anything else to add to that list, Ken? No, you got it. I, I'm with you. All right, good. Next All question. Right. Have you ever met a succubus? A who? 
Succubus. The hell's a succubus? Uh, chick that sucks the life out of you. Is that a succubus? Succubus. Um, South Park did an episode on it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I can't say her when name. Chef, chef was going to get married. I can't say her name. I can't say her name. But yeah, I have. Can't say her name. Ken, you had a succubus? I've been married. Have you, have you ever repoed a I think he's repoed a succubus. <laughs> he's repoed a couple of those. I told you about that one Russian bride that yes. I had with two different debtors yep. a year. This yeah. is the same lady with yeah. two different debtors. Yeah. Nice. Ken goes, Ken goes up to, to repo something from, from one debtor, right? And there's this, this Russian bride there, okay? Fast forward a little bit. Ken's going to repo from another debtor. Same Russian bride. Yeah. So basically... They took away all his stuff. She moved in with somebody else. And now Ken came and took that stuff away. So she was a succubus. She's, exactly. working, she's working overtime. That would be the succubus. Exactly. All right. Next question. Could there ever be a reason to change your fandom? Could there ever be a reason to change my fandom? No. I'm always going to be a fan of the team I'm supposed to be a fan of or I choose to be. And the only thing I'll ever do is change my opinion or my view of the ownership or the way the team is run. That's it. But I don't ever Fair. think um, I'm with you on that. I'm not going to sit there and say, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to root for the Steelers this year because screw the Eagles. No, no. The only thing I don't like that ruined me is the Flyers mm-hmm. hockey in this town. The fan base is what killed me. That's that's what killed me. And that killed me from liking the Flyers. I don't I'm not a big hockey fan as it is. Ken, Ken loves hockey. I'm not a big hockey. Fan. I played some hockey, not, not on ice. I played street hockey because I can't skate. Um, which is the reason why I never played ice hockey. But the thing is, is that it's the men that like, I grew up in this town and I just didn't see it. I didn't fall in love with this flyers mentality of the way they played hockey. And it just deterred me from the sport so much. So, but that being said, you don't see me rooting for Vancouver. You know what I mean? You don't see no. me rooting for Montreal, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of habitat. I'm not, I'm not rooting for those. Nope. Nice accent. Uh, you know, or the Florida Panther. You know, I'm not, I'm not rooting for those You're people. You're not a Panther fan. No, I'm not the, a Panther That's fan. the Miami accent. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not rooting for any of those guys. So the, no. the only thing for me that would make me change my fandom is a Penn State slash Michigan State type situation. Like, I used to be a huge Penn State fan. And after did you go to Penn State? I did not. Then just, why? Just from being in the state. And All right. Whatever. They were the only another team day on football. Another, and then yeah. George, another show for another day. George Paterno did the Sunday highlight show every Sunday. George Paterno. That was his brother. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He did the, the show. So I was a huge Penn State fan. Being I like Frank Stallone, too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Take you back. Exactly. But I can't like Penn State or Michigan State after that. That's the only thing that would okay. change it for me. Sounds good. All right. Next question. What's the craziest thing you've ever snuck into a stadium? Uh, myself. <laughs> That's probably that was my first. Probably, my, probably myself. Um, let me see here. Now, you know what? When it comes to the stadium stuff, um, I'm a rule follower, man. I'm a rule follower. I, I, listen, I don't think, to me, is it worth saving four bucks to shove, to shove a Wawa Classic down my pants, to, you know, just to save on a couple bucks for a sandwich? No. I mean, you're already pretty lit from coming in from the parking lot True. from whatever you're going to go watch, right? You're probably already hammered or, you know, high if that's whatever you're into. Uh, you've, you've already eaten. And if you haven't, whatever, man, pay the Listen, you pay the ticket to go in there, pay the, pay the, price, gouging, the, the price gouging prices that they have, man. I mean, if I'm going to save a few bucks, nah. Nah. I did one time, I did bring, I did. <laughs> so recently I, uh, I, hit, I hit a state of fuck it a couple days ago, right? I ordered $53 of Chinese food. 
Now, if anyone doesn't understand how much Chinese food you can get for $53, oh you know how many people I can feed, still can feed? I got low mein for weeks, dude, for weeks. Come yeah, on over. It's yeah, nice. Yeah. Bring Karen. <laughs> so, but like not all the kids, just a couple of the kids. You got, you got a lot of kids. So I, uh, I brought in a, uh, <laughs> I brought in Chinese, Chinese food into the, into the movie there. I didn't eat dinner yet. <laughs> I can't eat pretzel bites, man. I need actual food. There you go. Yeah. Well, so I brought a little, it was a little chicken made fun. And some steamed dumplings. I got steamed dumplings in the freaking movie theater. The smell alone should have given you up. <laughs> no, I was in the back of the I was watching a movie nobody wanted to sit. Gotcha. More now? No. I, no. Gonna say, yeah. I don't bring food over. <laughs> you didn't want to put anything down on those seats? I can't a, even sit down. Should put a hole in the bucket. <laughs> These are good follow-up questions. I like them. Yeah. I, I'm not a I'm not a camp. I've snuck into stadiums and I played like on North Carolina's court and stuff like that. But I Ken is oh, uh, Ken is one of these guys who um we were talking about this like off air. We were talking about the whole like uh, act as if right kind of thing. So like if you're there, act like you belong there. Right. Like you know, Ken was like a lot of these things on these repos, which I've learned from watching the show, but also from watching Ken live and and talking to him, is when you're on when you're in a marina, act like you've been in a marina. Know what you're talking about. Act like you know what the frick is going on. Mm-hmm. Don't just sit there and, you know, say, you know, someone says go to the bow, you walk to the stern by accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you got to so, watch Donnie Brasco. So Ken has told me some of the stories of, exactly. Ken has told me some of the stories of where he's been in certain places and he's like, oh, you know, I've gotten my way into this just by saying I am this. And I just acted so animately about it and played it off so well that they didn't question it. Okay. I was 15 playing craps once with my uncle. He walked right in there. So act like you've been here. I've never been here. I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just like, act just, like it. He's like, just start yelling out numbers and put money down. I'm like, okay. That's right. Bet you can. No, you never snuck anything in, right? No, I just snuck myself in. That's Beautiful, it. man. Next question. What athlete is worth, is worth busting your butt to get a signature from or picture with? <laughs> none. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as a grown man, none. Uh, but if it had to be one, what athlete? Who the hell's my favorite athlete? Who would I want an autograph from? I got from Jordan when he was yeah. in town one time. I, his rookie year, because I'm a Carolina fan, so I liked him back then. And I you know, followed him to – I figured out where his hotel was, and we went there and got autographs. You call it stalking, you know? Well, that's what they call it now. But back then, it was just Back then, it was fans. just fandom. <laughs> um, you know, and it's a shame <laughs> – God's going to hate me for this because he probably can't sign the signature legible, but it would be Ali. Um, I would probably. That's a great one, though. Uh, yeah, That's that would be the only one I'd probably bust my ass to go yeah. get. Like, I, I don't care about the rest of these guys. It's just that I re- like there's only a few people that are bigger than the game, bigger than the sport, bigger than the, the situation. And Ali was one of those people. Win or lose, he was bigger than it. And I mean, for if years I, afterwards, too. If I, mean, I had the opportunity to make my way to him to get an autograph, yeah, I'd bust my ass to go do it. Now, 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 Tony's got one. Tony's got a picture with Ali back in the day, which is freaking phenomenal. That is. Um, I was ever in the, in the vicinity, and I was able to get to it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my way through the crowd. Yeah, that's a solid yeah I'm making my way through the crowd. That's a great one. Yep. What's the worst American car manufacturer? American car manufacturer? Yes. I might have some possible sponsorship coming up, man. I can't, I can't answer that question. <laughs> yeah, was, I can't answer that question because, you know, if it's the worst one, they're definitely going to sponsor this Ken, program. Ken only handles the expensive ones. So exactly. It's not going to be. 
Um, I used to work for Chrysler, so I can't say them. So now I'm down to two. <laughs> I think I know one of Ken's. Ken's a Dodge guy, so he's going to say Ford. I know that. Um, I, I can't. I, I don't have one. I don't have one. I don't either. I mean, I got a Ford F-150. We got the Dodge Challenger. We got a Chevy Corvette. What the hell? Exactly. I got them all. There you go. Oh, good for you. I'm not even going to play the freaking <laughs> drop. Are you kidding me? It's not even worth Ford it. Ford F-150, the Challenger, and the Corvette. Good. Meanwhile, I got the uh, – I got a Mini. But it's a nice type. It's nice. It's fun. It's beautiful. It's a nice looking car. Thank well, you. Both sets of clubs fit in the back. <laughs> what, a nine? Nine and a putter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. So speaking of Ali, this is a nice segue. Good. What, what could rec- resurrect boxing as an American interest? The heavyweight division. And that's the only way. That's the only, yeah. It's the greatest title in all the world. The heavyweight championship. Um, the problem is, is that for a decade, Vitaly Klitschko held it. And no one cared about who Vitaly Klitschko was. Right. Uh, this is a guy who didn't lose a round uh, for three years. He didn't lose a round. Um, you have a lot of fighters now, like Mayweather. Like, man, yeah, May, people can knock him all you want. I mean, he's undefeated. It is what it is, dude. 50 and 0 is 50 and 0. Um, and now they're talking about him and Pacquiao fighting again. Jesus Christ, what a, what a waste that was. It was six years too late the first time. It's five years too late yeah. the second time. The only way it's going to happen is if you get some sort of competitive, competitiveness back in the heavyweight division. Because people like seeing people get knocked the F out. For sure. mm-hmm. No one wants to see... Again, people like to see Mayweather with the sweet science of it, of the defensiveness and all stuff, but these guys aren't throwing. Right. And you get, these, you get these little guys who are throwing 100 punches, but they're peppering one another, but no one's really getting killed, right? right. What do they want to see? They love seeing one-hitter quitters, dude. They love seeing a guy like Tyson just go in there and just rip shit through a ring. Yeah. Seriously, they want to see a guy go in there and just dominate and then have someone else go up there and take that punch and throw that punch back. And then now you have a rivalry. I mean, those Ward-Gotti fights were incredible. The Gotti-Ward fights I mean, were, they were, they were They were great. You're talking about two guys who just would not go down. And just uh, throw haymakers you know, near the last three, four rounds. Look, dude, I, I was at all three of them live. Were you really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I saw all three of them live, dude. It was the, that's probably the greatest sports story I have my entire life. Because I was able to see all three of them. I was at the, I was at the after party with, with, oh, with Gotti. Really? Perforated eardrum, two broken hands. This guy's showing up like, <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, I have a glove signed by him and Ward. I got that. I won that through some silent auction kind of a thing. It was kind of cool. Um, now, there aren't enough fighters in the heavyweight division to save it at this point. I just don't know. Because the thing is, is that when MMA stepped in, it gave people an option. It gave people an option to have something else to watch. So before it was just boxing, 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 right, right, right Ken? Right. Now you have all these figures and these, these, these uh, different personalities in mixed martial arts and another sport that you can go watch. And Dana White, the previous owner of, of uh, the UFC, of UFC, excuse me, I'm sorry, of UFC, uh, did a great job with doing things with like Conor McGregor and getting these personalities up there. It's almost like real life WWE. Yeah. And people are not really tuning in to watch these high price boxing matches. They don't know these guys. I mean, back then, you know, listen, guys like uh, Frazier and Dempsey and, you know, whatever, name it, Joe Lewis, these guys, they walk into a room, play stocks. Everyone right. knows, right? Right. Champ, yeah. 
Can you tell me who the heavyweight champion of the world is right now? I have no freaking clue. I couldn't even tell you, dude. That leads to my what I think could save boxing. And I think the only thing, I think it's the reason boxing sucks, is they took it off of regular TV for the most part. Mm-hmm. Back when I grew up in the 70s, you had Ali, Frazier, Norton, Foreman, and they would fight on Wide World of Sports. And then you had the greatest sportscaster for boxing ever, Howard Purcell, that yep. would make it seem larger than life. Yep. Now, I mean, when I, we paid for the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, it was 100 bucks. I'm like, I'm never spending a dollar yeah. for boxing again. Then HBO had a couple fights, which were still good fights. Right. You know, they were, uh, there would yeah, be some really good fights, but pay-per-view. But, again, but even still, though, you're talking about in the Mike Tyson era, you had to pay yeah. big money for that. Yep. Right. And again, those fights were over pretty damn quick. Yeah, 93 seconds. And then what was that? People were getting pissed because the fight was over. So I just spent $100 for this fight, right. and the fight's over. Right. So, you know, right now, sad as it, as it, may, it may sound for me to say this, I don't think Bossy can come back. They have to do. It will to, be around forever. Right. Because it's never going to go away. Next to, listen, next to prostitution. It's the oldest freaking profession in the book. People have been fighting since the dawn of time. It really is. People have right. been putting their hands up. Right. And sadly enough, I think the only way it's going to get saved is the heavyweight division. And without a plethora of heavyweights in the division to do so, it doesn't look good, man. Nope. It just doesn't look good. And yeah, it's funny with the MMA stuff, too. You were talking about the, um, you know, they, they were big with Gracie's and stuff with the uh, grappling and, and submission. Uh-huh. And it seems like, I don't know, do they even have... They rarely. No, I they do. That. I mean, you do have some guys. There are some technical work. There's groundwork. Um, you know, you do see jujitsu uh, in its in its top form with a lot of these guys. But now you're seeing a lot of the. the, the you're right. To a to a, 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 a slight point, they are getting away with a little bit more. It's more striking yeah. than anything. But you want to see that big hit, right? But at the same time, and you're talking about back in the day when it was like, I, I'm glad it evolved from guys from like Tank Abbott, for God's sake. So yeah. it was just a, basically any random drunk out of the freaking bar walking out who was overweight with a beer gut, just throw, throwing haymakers. Um, but, you know, and Chuck Liddell and these freaking clowns. Uh-huh. I'm talking about like, you know, these, 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 um, these technicians of the sport. It's, it is kind of going a little bit to the, to the wayside and there are the strikers that are coming out there. Mm-hmm. But again, but again, styles make fights and there's plenty of... Um, there's plenty of good boxers that are trying at their hands at MMA. And that's where you see a lot of these guys have boxing backgrounds, yeah. you know? And the fact, the reason why you see the striker sometimes get a, get a, you know, get the upper hand on the, on the boxer or the, the jujitsu expert is because when they are standing up straight, the, the guy leans into one and the striker gets a hand and then you don't even see it. You don't even get a chance to see the guy, you know, the, the technician do any work right. because that's when the jujitsu really comes into play is you're fighting on your back. That's what you're doing. Like when I was doing this, like, and I fought as an amateur, I had four amateur fights is I had a boxing background. So I was used to standing up and fighting on my two feet. I had to learn how to fight on my back. And it's kind of hard to actually have someone say, let them take you down. Right. It's like, it goes against every part of human nature to let someone take you down, get on top of you and start swinging. Like normally you just have to get married for that stuff to happen. Now you're telling me to let somebody do that to me in a cage and that's going to hurt me and just breathe because everything's okay. And then be able to wait for them to make a mistake and then slip into some sort of submission hold. So no, it's, it's, it's just, it's just the different styles. And, 
but yeah, striking is starting to become more prominent. I, I haven't seen much technician stuff. At your current age, if you were asked to be a bat boy for a major league club, would you do it? And what club? 36 years old. Do I want to be a bat boy for a team? Do I want to wear the bat boy jersey, Ken? And the helmet. You gotta wear and the, the helmet. helmet. The little oh, helmet. Yeah. Do I get it with the 24 baseballs in my back pocket? Those I got hemorrhoids. You look like a great gazoo with yeah. the helmet. And the two ear. You got to have the, the double flat. Yeah, yeah. I got the Victorino double flat. That ain't no good. I'm out. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't beat Bobby Savoy. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, because I don't know, man. Like, I'm not going to go run out of the, the, the dugout all spunky yeah. and be all happy. You know what I mean? Like, umpires be like, oh, hey, we get three balls. You got two yourself, Chief. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit there. Like, I, I'd be too much of an asshole. I'm 36. I'm, uh, it's not for me anymore, man. But bat boy is bat boy. Boy. I'm bat man. You look like Kramer at the U.S. Open. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I'd be Batman. I'd be like, you know, listen, hey, Lou, can you give me a, can you get, can you give me a new bat? Get your damn self. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like one of those kind of deals. I'd be fired in a second because I like, you know, second and third, you know, make sure you hit the other way. Yeah, uh, exa- exactly. Right. Like, hey, get out of here. Get, get this freaking, get this yeah. knuckle out of here. <laughs> get this old man out. Right. And then you're in the belly going, told you. Yeah, yeah. I, I told you. So, yeah. So, no, I, there's no, there's no major league team that I would go be a bat. I'm not, I am the most anti-fanboy you will ever meet in your entire life. I do not worship at the altar of these of these athletes or the cathedrals that we call, you know, these stadiums that these players play in. They're going to work for my entertainment. That's why I said, juice them all up, dude. I want to see <laughs> 700 foot home runs and 200 mile an hour fastballs. That shit would be fun. There you go. It would be fun, dude. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I hear you. Next question. How many more we got anyway? By the way, two more. God damn. If you could hang a billboard anywhere with anything in it, what and where? Ugh. I would hang. Ugh, man, that's tough, dude. Because I want to get like, like my like a cause based kind of thing going on, and call, you know, raise some awareness. And I would like to do some greater good for mankind, kind of right. a thing, you know. Um. But then, I, like, you know, the asshole part of me just wants to, like, put a billboard up in the middle of the street that says, you know, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. You know what I mean? Like, something stupid like that. Um, I would say... With a hashtag, Funkin' Fantasy. Exactly. Yes. Uh, every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. live at the Moonshine Philly. <laughs> I would say... Oh, man, this is a tough one, dude. It's a tough one. I, it would be something towards social media. I have a really bad... Like outlook on social media. I, I, I actually don't like it. If I wasn't doing the show or had a few people I interacted with, I, I would really be off the grid with it. Um, Ken, like I know yourself, like you do social media and it's, it's very important for what you do. It's also very important for what I do. Right. Um, it's a networking tool. Right. It really is. Absolutely. But man, it's also a shaming tool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's you know, people use it for a lot of the wrong reasons. I believe that it's going to be the end of just about every relationship on the planet. It's it's not a pretty place. Right. It's really not. Um, it's a very dangerous thing. And. Um, I don't know, man, I, it would be something along the lines of just like just shut down, shut down social media, shut it down, shut it down. Because remember, man, like before all this crap was out there. I was, I mean, at least for me, I was happier. I was cool. You know, I, I didn't really care. 
You know, I, I didn't worry about what other people were saying or thinking or doing. You know, I mean, the only good thing I like about social media, the, only, the, the, the one prominent thing about it is it allows me to uh, have a, uh, you know, a stage for me to, to do what I'm doing, to be able to promote what I'm doing. Um, you know, for Ken, obviously, to be able to interact with his fan base, myself, the three people that I talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it enables me to do that. But other than that, like, what is it, man? Like I said, it's, it's, it's left yelling at right. It's a picture of a dog, a picture of a cat. Uh, someone bitching about somebody seeing somebody else's penis. And people looking to cheat. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, that's Seriously. That's all it really is. I mean, that's all it really is. I mean, you think about this. I mean, people go on social media and, you know, you got, you got, well, what do you got? You got, you got sexual innuendo girl who always makes some kind of a little cute little flirty joke, right? And then you got sexual innuendo guy who comments. And then next thing you know, you know, someone's had a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife. It is what it is, man. It's exactly what it is. And it's all for attention. It's attention-based shit. That's all it is, man. Everyone wants to have an opinion and everyone wants to have it heard. Yep. And everyone, including myself sometimes, just shut up. No, I'm dead serious. Shut up because if you're talking, you can't listen. Right. You can't listen. That's pretty deep. That's a t-shirt right there, too. If, if, if all you do is talk, you can't hear anything that's being said. You can't take anything in. So when you're on social media and you have all these people like you know the right and the left thing going on, right? And the right is yelling at the left and the left is yelling at the right. No one can take time to stop and listen to one another because you're all yelling at one another. You're all talking. That's the point, dude. Just stop talking. Sometimes people just need to shut up. You know, they have the right of freedom of speech. That right should be taken away from a lot of us. Yeah. We, should have like, we should have like an allotment of time. You have the right to freedom of silence, too. You, a right, yeah. you, got, you have a right to about oh, 30, 40 minutes of talk time. Yeah. That's about it. The rest of the time, eat pizza, have sex. Drink. Be merry. Seriously. Buffalo chicken pizza? pizza. <laughs> I'm coming here with that nonsense. What would you put on your billboard? Oh, God. I don't know. Probably just... Hashtag bring back airplane repo. Damn right. Yeah, that's what every that. billboard should that's have it. on it. So, done. I shared that hashtag a couple times too, Ken. Good. Keep sharing. Sharing is caring, my friend. All right. Last question. Next question. Last one. What do you think of someone raising funds to put an Eagles billboard up in Boston? And is it wrong to use the proceeds to do to donate to the A1 Foundation, A01 Foundation, to help the cause. Okay, so obviously this is for a, um, a local thing. Yep. Okay. And the A01 uh, Foundation is Carson Wentz's foundation. Now, I will say this right now. As great as I think Carson Wentz would be, as great as I already think he is as a player, I think he will be a far better humanitarian than anything else. Right. And what he does is for well, Dan Tanner says, I agree. I tell my kids all the time to shut up and listen to what's going on around them. And they just might learn something. Exactly, man. It's the truth, man. You can't learn if you can't listen, if you're talking. Exactly. So uh, back to, back to what I was saying is that it appears that someone has paid for a Philadelphia Eagles billboard to go up in Boston to poke fun at the Patriots fans. Right. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's, I think it's fun. That's great. Okay. Cause listen, you're supp- sports is that's what it is. You're talking yeah. smack back and forth, dude. That's what it is. It's all good fun. They put up a billboard. I'm sure if the Patriots would have did that to us, we'd be seeing some Patriot billboards up here, and we'd have to take it. And that's all well and good. The fact that 
they're able to do something for charity, okay, is even better. Yeah. Now they're doing it for the AO1 Foundation. Look, there's never been a charity that I've like scoffed at. This is obviously Carson Wentz's charity, so they're giving it to, to his charity. Personally, for me, I would do something a little bit more near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, more like an, I would donate to, to, to an SMA charity, which I'm big into, and also to Autism Awareness, which I'm really big into. And we raised a lot of money for that during the season. We, we did a couple thousand dollars during, uh, during the holiday year for uh, Shots for Tots, which sounds crazy and stupid. But hey, we were, we were able to, 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 to give several thousand dollars to, um, to autism awareness charities and also to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia to, support, to give some kids a nice Christmas, man. That was a huge deal. Yeah, so if there's anything you could ever do to make fun of people but help people along the way, I'm all for it, bro. <laughs> I'm all for it. Nothing, about you, Ken? Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, I mean, Ken, Ken even donated to the cost. Ken donated to the cost. Ken's a, he's a giving guy. Yep. He didn't even take anything back. No, no, he didn't. He wanted to see all the, the proof, the shit, where it was going, because he thought I was allocating funds, and it was it was weird. It was it was it was a, it was a strange situation. It's but it's strange because a week later he has a new car. I'm just saying, not that they're related, it, but it was cash. Oh, home run, home run. The Phillies are on the board. Ken Maeda is not happy about this. Nick Williams goes deep. It's obviously a solo shot. Finally, and it is three to one Philadelphia. Bottom of the fifth inning. Dodgers in the lead, three to one. Is that it, Joe? Is that, it? Is that is it, sir? All right, Joe, thank you so much here for filling in for Charlie. I appreciate it, brother. You got it. Now, Joe usually does a stardom, sit him, cash rate of segment. You have one for tonight? Oh, yeah, man. You do? Ken, do you got five minutes? You want to sit here and do this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's I'm do the stardom, sit him, cash rate of segment. Uh, do it every single week for the most part. It's like an FMK, only no one's getting epic except for us. So, you got to pick one. It's like basically stardom, sit him, you know, it's stardom, sit him, cash rate. You got to start one guy, sit one guy, and get rid of one guy. Gotcha. All right? I'm down. Fire away, All Joe. Right. So after you said that uh, you like UNC, I had to make a little change here, so it's good. Yes. All right. It's be good. Most annoying fan bases. Here we go. Notre Dame, Dallas Cowboys, <sighs> and those Duke Blue Devils. Here we go. Ken, I will give you the option as the guest to take the, take the wheel on this and go first. I'll kick. Because I'm going to – you're going to kick. <laughs> I'm going to kick. All right. I am going to start. The Duke Blue Devils. Of course. Because you the Cameron Crate. No. The Cameron Crazy. Have you ever seen a game at Cameron Indoor Arena? Have no. you ever seen uglier people in one place at one time? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, in Chapel Hill. Stop it. Oh, come on now. Not the only reason that you like North Carolina is because of Jordan. If Jordan went to Rhode Island, there'd be more Rhode Island fans in the world than anywhere else in the world. Stop. I like Same them color right. Color I don't see anybody walking around with James Worthy, James Worthy's on or Rasheed Wallace's. All right, where's your Dante Calabria jersey at, huh? I love Dante. Uh, who did? Dante got a Joel Berry, Joel Berry shirt. Good, good for him. See, we got all yeah. the Tar Heel stuff. Fantastic. Baby. I was a Dean Smith fan from uh, '77. Sorry. Anyway, now that was my sheep voice. So I'm starting Duke, starting the Cameron Crazes. Now I'm gonna. S- God, this is hard between the, the next yeah. two because I can't stand either one of these same fans. exact fan base. I am gonna. S- yeah, I'm going to sit the Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, well, fan base, whatever. Because they're just irrelevant anymore. They don't even bother me. I don't even hear them. I could care less about them. Okay. They haven't mattered in 20 plus years. Yep, are, out of sight, out of mind. The only time you want to see them is when you want to see them by turning the lights on and letting the cockroaches run out. That's it. And I am going to castrate the Notre Dame fans. You Golden Dome fans. 
freaking boneheads. All you people, you Irish bastards who are sitting there. I'm kidding about the Irish bastards. It's the fighting Irish bastards, I should say that. Yeah. But every single person who's sitting there, you know, you do realize Notre Dame's not even in Ireland, right? Like, you do get that, right? Indiana's not Ireland. That's correct. I'm just saying. That's a good point. I'm just saying. Nor a conference. Right. But, but also, Notre Dame is not even in Ireland. Oh, that's, okay. Yeah, good okay. point. Good point. It has nothing to do with Ireland. Nothing. All these people with it. It's just, it's the only reason why people love Notre Dame is because of their grandfathers and their grandfathers' grandfathers, because Notre Dame was so good back then. And they were the only team was on television. It's only that you just had to be a fan of something. That was it. And college football was so big and Notre Dame was so great. Everyone's going to be a big fan of Notre Dame. Don't forget the, don't forget some of the greatest players to, to play in the NFL during the Vince Lombardi years were Notre Dame players. Right. Seriously. Oh, absolutely. And that's where it comes from, man. And you go around, and it's just like, uh, you know, the Fighting Irish, and you got the gold in the helmet, and Rudy Rudiger, and all this bullshit. It's like, dude, just stop, man. I'm sick and tired of the love for Notre Dame. What little leprechaun tattoos on your ankles. I can't stand it, dude. I, I, it's the luck of the Irish. They're not Irish. They're not. Ricky Waters? He wasn't Irish. Ricky Wars doesn't look as much Irish as I'm Irish. Rocket. Hey, by the way, I did the, you know those Facebook quizzes where it says you know. You, oh you know, yeah, you it goes, it goes, <laughs> it goes What nationality do you most look like? I got 86 percent Japanese. Where, wasn't it higher than it? It was 86 percent yeah. Japanese. I was like, sayonara, Facebook. You're drunk. Yep. Eight, absolutely. Luigi Curto, my Italian ass, got 86 percent Chinese. Too much sake for the boys over there in Japan. That's, why. that's what. It, oh, <laughs> Joe, come on, man. No racist stuff. Oh, you got racist people. Juan from Alabama. Didn't call in, didn't no, he? he didn't call in, man. I'm That's all right, though. So what about you, Ken? Um, castrate and Duke, just because... Because you're a North Carolina fan. Well, they're just horribly, okay, ugly, arrogant. And once they lose a couple games... All right, all right, all right. You're, all right. Castrate and Duke. And right. they put up with Krzyzewski and his bad Castrate back. and Duke. All right, I'm going to mute your mic. Come on. Castrate and Duke. Got it. Come on. Come on. Um, I, yeah. How, like, you're right. Dallas is so irrelevant. Like, they don't even matter anymore, right, Ken. They don't matter. Like, you can't even do anything with them. Yeah, that's right. Joe Quillen says Notre Dame really doesn't matter either. No. Have you picked a conference yet? Nope. That's the other thing, too, that really pisses me off. Half the ACC. Oh, we're conference. like, oh, we're too cool to pick a conference. We're just going to be here. That whole so story what? with the – Because NBC. But that's, that's, that's what I mean. It's, it's just right. – It's just not fair to have a TV contract. They're, they're hateful. Just the Catholics versus convicts thing when they went after – With the, the Miami guy. Hurricanes. Well, yep. they went after the guy who made the T-shirts because they didn't give him the cash. Yeah. And he has them in the, they have them in the Monday after the game and say, give us 10 grand. Well, as Lamar Thomas said, you come into our house, you used to get your behind kick. And rightfully so. I agree. And rightfully so. So, I'm, because Dallas, and I know this isn't going to be popular, is so irrelevant, they're meaningless, I'll start them, and then Notre Dame deserves to be sad. You're going to sit. I'm going to sit Notre Dame because Dallas is, is meaningless. You're going to start Dallas, sit Notre Dame, and castrate Duke. Yes. Dude, I mean, let's let the, the, the this is like start that are I, I, of, of all nothing. the possible combinations that could have came up with this little game. You picked the worst one, according to you, Mister Japanese. <laughs> Take it easy with the Japanese thing. All right, don't look at me sideways. I'm telling you, you did the worst job with that. All right. It did the worst job with it. Joe, perfect sense. thank you for checking in with the Tuesday 10, man. I appreciate it. And the start of Sidham Cash Rate. I mean, he's ruined tomorrow, ruining today. Make sure you follow him on Twitter.
Oh, man. Yeah, we're way over time. I got, I got to get next door, man. I got to play Quizzo. I got to do a couple things. You know, I'm a busy guy. So, winding this thing down, uh, I'm going to say a few words before we, be, you know, segue off this thing. So, uh, so Ken Cage came and joined us tonight. I want to make sure that everyone is following Ken at Ken Cage Repo on Twitter. All right. You can do the same thing on Facebook. Uh, Ken is very active. Very active when it comes to, to the Facebook Live videos. So make sure you're following them. And um, you're hashtagging, bring back Airplane Repo. Because we want this thing to come back. Because let me, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If Airplane Repo comes back, yours truly is part of the team. That's true. Which means I will be on an episode of reality TV. Now, I always thought I was going to be ass out in the middle of like Jersey Shore somewhere with a bunch of like, you know, gumad somewhere on, on the beach. But I'm going to be chasing down airplanes at a safe distance with Ken Cage and, and Danny, okay? Because I'm just going to be in the car. I'll be making sandwiches and things like that. Oh, nice. I'll I be like part it. of the team. I like it. I'll be part of the team. So make sure you're hashtagging Bring Back Airplane Repo and all the things you do. And um, you got to check out the book, all right? Billion Dollar Repo Man, autobiography by, uh, by Ken Cage. Ken, where, where can they pick up this book at? Uh, they can email me at kencagerepo at gmail.com to get an autographed copy, or they can go to Amazon. I would just email you because I like the autographed copy version. You like it because you can sell it and make some money. Of course, but it's personalized to me. Gotcha. And it personally, you know what he said to me? He said, let's go on a repo. And we did. We See? went on a freaking repo. So you don't tell me I didn't read the book. I read the book. <laughs> it was in the front, but I read it. All right. I'm told you, I'm gonna, I got to do something with my time here, man. Because obviously it's not preparing for shows and things like that. That's all right. So Ken, thank you so much for the opportunity to doing that with you, man. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. I'm, I'm dead serious, man. I learned a ton from you doing this. Okay. It was really, really cool. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. We have breaking news. The New York Yankees are to acquire left-handed pitcher from the Baltimore Orioles, Zach Britton. So Zach Britton, the most sought-after commodity in baseball right now, left. Seriously, the New York Yankees are, meaning, are playing no games, and they are going after the best closer in baseball right now. Well, the best free agent closer in baseball right now, and Zach Britton. Uh, to shore up the back end of that bullpen. Guys, you know, they're gearing up for Boston. It's going to be a hell of a series with them. That is, that is the last – that's someone that a lot of teams out there were keeping an eye on because a lot of people like the Dodgers, the Phillies, um, a few other teams in the race were – and home run here for the Dodgers as Groundout goes deep again – to the same spot. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.